0: Velvet. It tastes so good, once it hits the lips.
1: Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast. Show 219. And we are excited to get back and drop some knowledge on you and give you the fantasy football goo. This show, we are going to take a super early look at quarterbacks. Obviously an important position in fantasy football. How are these guys going to be affecting your squads? A lot of depth there. A lot of good players there. More depth than we've ever seen. As usual, I've got, well, I don't have uh, Houdini to the left of me. He's out of town doing a business trip. Across the way, I got Stag Party. Dogmatica to my right. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And I'm really super fired up in a... uh, you gave me a weird look in a uh, in a uh, in a beautiful uh, daylight savings evening. It's sunny out right now while recording the podcast and in, uh, in the evening, and that is awesome. Chicago's a better place when that's the case. What's up, fellas? It's been a while since I've seen you guys in the sun.
2: I think,
3: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's uh, it's a, it's a long winter around here when you get that. Uh, that fallback situation in uh, October or whatever the hell it is. But yeah, you're right, it is beautiful that daylight same time, you know, a little past six thirty and it's still bright out. I can uh, I can hear golf balls rattling and cups.
0: It's pretty cool. Ah, I wish that was the case for me, but I'm gonna be in Arizona the next couple of days, maybe I'll we'll get to hit a couple. Yeah, holy cow, nice. Yeah, That'll should be work. nice. Should be nice. Cut some sun. It's supposed to be like 85 to 90 degrees most of the weekend. A little tournament action, some baseball games, you know, a couple different things to dip my feet into. So it should be a good time. What's really a good time, though, is. By the time we actually get rolling on the show, it's going to be completely dark in this room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good point. Good point. That is. We're di- didn't I tell you guys we're doing the show in the dark? Okay, nothing but nothing but the glow of our monitors to give us uh, what we need here. So, um, good point though. I'll turn on some lights. You guys fill some uh, talk. That that <laughs> Luckily,
3: I got my uh, glow in the dark skibbies on, so I'll drop oh, trout oh. when it gets dark, and you guys will be just fine.
0: Oh boy! So, so we've had some crazy things going on in the NFL as of late. You know, the NFL finally admitting that there's a link to CTE. Mm-hmm. Potentially, Roger Goodell losing some of his power in disciplinary matters. Love that. And then just guys signing a little bit everywhere. I mean, today's latest news has CJ Anderson back in the fold in Denver, where he's not going to destroy Jay J. J. uh fantasy value next season, which is great to hear about. I mean, we don't get the guy who's going to replace him in Denver. Who knows, Juwan Thompson? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's the only one on the roster, really. Besides that, I mean, the end of last week saw you know a couple running backs joining Matt Forte in Denver or in uh, New York, sort of changing the landscape over there. What we thought it might have been, and maybe now it's not as plush. And
1: who was that, Bilal, And who was the other one? Uh, Kyrie Robinson. Kyrie Robinson. Robinson.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. A couple different options, and then there's the standoff of Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Jets itself, to where that offense can suddenly go from a little bit of prominence to something that called Geno Smith getting punched in the mouth, and it's <laughs> by,
3: by by a non teammate. <laughs> so when Zach Stacy gets released, which he inevitably will, because you know when they signed Kerry Robinson, and then Denver picks him up, do <laughs> you think he'll convince Fitzpatrick to follow him to Denver?
0: I don't know about
1: that one. Those two <laughs> were like best friends. You didn't know that?
0: No, I didn't. Are right. they really?
1: <laughs> totally. <negative> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> well, it sounds like you know Elway's Elway's playing Cocksure. He's saying, "Oh, you know, all we want for a Crapperneck is a is a fourth rounder. He's not worth more." And he's he's saying, "Too rich for our blood." On on um, Fitzmagic, so they could be stuck with. Mark Dirty Sanchez might be their starting quarterback. All my buddies have been talking so much crap for the last two months on their team. I'm like, I smell repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I mean Brandon Whedon's still out there. If they need another old guy. Nice, yeah. Isn't Brandon Weeden like our age? Mine and yours, dog. A little older, I think. Yeah, I think 46, 45. <laughs> he's literally, he's, he's literally so that. old that guy.
0: He's drafted a 28, come on, he wasn't that old. That's still
1: crazy, yeah. <laughs> um, Well, it's cool, this is a fun show, you know, we were trying to uh, figure out what we wanted to talk about tonight, and, um, you know, it's too early to get too deep into drafting stuff, we were gonna do our collective tiers in the last two shows, but again, uh, just a bunch of changes happened, so we're updating our tiers, and I think... Hopefully, maybe next week's podcast we'll be ready to do the tiers uh, with all this uh, free agency stuff that's, that's come about. But we just decided, you know what, let's talk about uh, important positions and go position by position. And not that much uh, has changed. Over the course of the last two months uh, For this position, the quarterbacks And it's obviously an important one So we'll kind of go through and talk about All the starters out there Where we kind of like them, why Have a little bit of a debate here uh, It is election day for the primaries uh, So we will um, we'll, we'll, we'll put our best uh, Foot forward on it I hope that all of you went out and voted today uh, Casting a vote and giving your uh, Giving your Your your, your thoughts on where this country should go is important. So, um, how do we want to start this? Should we kind of just bounce off who... Should we go top-down, or...?
0: Let's just go off last year's numbers and sort of compare it to where they ended up or where we think they'll end up maybe next year and sort of go from there. Because everybody... On top of everybody's mind after the Super Bowl was Cam Newton. He's probably right near the top of everybody's list next year. What do you guys think about Cam?
3: I mean... I, I, I happen to have him at number one again this year. We're going to have a nice discussion on that. I'm sure you, you, you're going to debate me on that. But his new nickname for me is Dickhead. <laughs> Plain and simple. I'm going to call him Dickhead Newton from now on. What I, did he do to get you to get you off? I just, I just decided that. I've, I've never liked him. And at his showing after the Super Bowl, we went at length into that to hold debacle with his interviews after the Super Bowl. And his little crybaby antics and all that stuff. I just... To me, I don't know. I just look at his name and I see the word dickhead. Dickhead. <laughs> dickhead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's>, uh, <laughs> but He does do good things, but I understand. He's a little self-centered, but he does good things in the community. The only thing that really bums me about him that does say dickhead is that you guys ever see his uh, Facebook posts and like, anytime he writes anything, he's always got these ones in there and like any any I, he does the number one. And... No,
0: all I saw was... Capital H, lowercase I, capital G, capital H, and you know to the sheriff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the
0: only Instagram or Facebook post uh-huh. I've ever seen from Cam Newton. Besides, <laughs> besides sports, center showing me his giant you know whatever hat uh, when he's at the what, Lakers game. The or Arby's,
1: the Arby's look.
0: Yeah, whatever he's trying to do, not a good look, bro. But uh, going back to Cam Newton. Who was the last quarterback to finish number one in back to back years?
3: I'm guessing. I want Rodgers, but maybe Breeze. No. Brees. no. <laughs> oh, Drew Breeze. No. No.
0: No. No.
3: Long you Nathan guys. You Brady. guys
0: <laughs> uh, no, no. You guys won't guess. Because it's fucking Dante Culpepper in 2003 to 2004. Wow. wow. In a you know pretty basic four passing touchdown six rushing touchdown scoring system, you you look back and it's just like oh that's not good like quarterbacks don't really repeat at the top spot yeah they can tend to finish in the one to three range or close to that but you know I just don't think is he scoring ten rushing touchdowns again next season are they going to let him run a hundred and thirty two times next year pretty much thirty more carries than every other you know. Quarterback out there? Are they gonna let him throw that much? I mean, yeah. I mean, all these carries are gonna to have to go somewhere. So maybe he throws the ball a little bit more. I just don't know if that's gonna be part of their
3: offense. Well, here's my thing on on why I still believe he will be number one. I'm not that enthralled with anybody else to take over that spot. I mean, we'll get into Rogers. We'll get into Luck. We'll get into Wilson. Or you know, if you guys want to bring up any other guys that are have possibilities. I, I don't see any of the other ones having a real possibility of doing it. But I, I just don't see any of those three guys overtaking him. I mean, I know that... I agree. I don't think he'll, he'll repeat the, the 10 touchdowns, although we said that about him before, and sure enough, he comes back and does that. We thought he would go way down last year with the loss of Kelvin Benjamin, but he actually got better. And now he gets Kelvin Benjamin back... Does that help him or hurt him in terms of fantasy? I, I, I have no idea at this point. He's kind of an anomaly where you know the, the worse his team gets around him, the better he gets fantasy wise. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before. It's it's, it's, it's really weird. So I it's it's I don't know. It's really tough to predict exactly where he's going to end up if it's going to be one, two, or three. But I guarantee you it's going to be in the top. You know, a couple few right. I now.
0: mean, yeah, I think he's a lock for a top of the position if he's healthy, of course. But the thing, you know, he's got career high in touchdown passes, career low in interceptions, career high in rushing attempts, Uh, and then, you know, just basically everything was a career high. We always say career year beware and how it's hard to repeat such a performance. I mean, the question is, is there anybody you're more comfortable taking over Cam Newton? Or Cam Newton probably has to be the first quarterback drafted, it doesn't mean he will necessarily feel uh, uh, finish number one at the end of the season, and that's one of the reasons I don't like taking the first quarterback off the board.
3: Yeah, I mean that's a fact. I, I won't be the first one to take a quarterback when it comes to a draft, but still, I, I'd be t- really hard pressed if you know <laughs> if it got late enough where nobody was taking quarterbacks not to take him. I mean, it's
0: when is that late enough point?
1: It's gonna be Third early. On it's
0: gonna. It's, Wow, you it's think he went in the third, the third probably, round yeah. last year? No, but that's when we decided.
3: Yeah, as a group, draft, yeah, that
0: was when we would first draft a quarterback. Yeah, oh, exactly.
3: I, I mean, if you if you look at it, there are definitely twenty position players that I, I would be taking over a quarterback position at that point for sure. Um, even in a twelve man draft, I'd take twenty four guys over. Over, I'd take a
1: quarterback at that point. So yeah, third round, I'd say.
4: Yeah,
1: third round is when it comes. But you want a lot? will be
3: people. gone before. That.
1: Yeah, and he won a lot of people in their league, so that's the people that are going to be taking him again. Yeah. Or the people that got disheveled and beaten and smoked by him on a couple of occasions. Um, those are the people that are going to go in and say, you know what, this guy, I'm not going to let this guy beat me this year. I'm going to have him to beat other people. So people will be buying high on him for all the obvious reasons, and you will have Benjamin back, and hopefully they're going to get it. I think they're going to get another weapon in the draft. Uh, you got Olsen is ridiculous. uh We'll see. I mean, I love what Cam does, just because he's he runs when he's running that ball. And I think he, I don't know that the, the touchdown runs are going to come down from ten. What, he had thirty-five passing TDs last year, yeah. which you had him you know tied with a couple other guys, the second best. So, and the fact that like you do, like you said, dogmatica, it's like the fact that he could do that with such a bunch of just pedestrian Cardiff. pedestrian. Dude, you get ten get yeah. ten touchdowns. It's just that that's. That's beyond control. God, why do why wide receivers not want to go and play with this guy? I mean, if he had a good it's kind of like Brady early in his career. Remember, he just said no good wide receivers until they got him Randy Moss that one year and, mm-hmm. and brought in Welker, who was just kind of perfect for that situation. So we'll see. I personally don't have Cam. I know that you don't either as your number one right now, unless you change your tiers. No. We're kind of, I'm kind of going to be looking at our collective tiers and our individual tiers that we submitted last week uh, for our, the first version of our draft kit. Hey, let's do an early pyro promo. Let's get one out of the way. We never do this. We always do like, we always slam like four pyro promos mm-hmm. in the last five minutes. <laughs> the show. Go for it. Uh, Draft Kit version 1 is out. Pretty awesome. A lot of people are buying them more than I thought, which is terrific. We're trying not to bludgeon you with promotion of it, but we are going to be promoting it across the social media and on these shows and in our content. We just are. We work too hard on it. So, great job by everyone in this room. Great job by the rest of our team to come up with it. And version 1 is slamming Version 2 is going to come out uh, sometime in the middle of April, and it's going to be even more slamming. Uh, We're messaging what kind of stuff is uh, available in in version 1, and if you buy it for $20, you get every subsequent version up until the draft. So, check it out. If you're listening to the Fantasy Football Podcast and... March means you're pretty hardcore If you're hardcore, that means you probably are pretty competitive at this If you're competitive at this and you want to win money or win the, hoist the championship There's no better way to do it than this draft kit Between the SLS tab, between all the draft uh, and player rankings that we have And, and the ways that we break down with pros and cons All the individual uh, reasons for why a player is great and some of his hiccups this thing is unbelievable. So check this stuff out. And again, the one thing we always say is that it's the only draft kit I can think of that you would possibly buy that you wouldn't that you use during the season. So it's not like once your draft is done, you're sitting there and this thing collects digital dust or you're throwing out the printouts you did. So it's pretty friggin' amazing. It's got an amazing collective tiers page, and as you know, we're trying to give you guys these tools. Do all the preparation now Get going early Do today uh, what others won't So tomorrow I can achieve what others can't Jerry Rice quotes Do it, get going All you need to be calling into your drafts Is a set of your tiers That have just been uh, well, well, well worked through So pick it up Pyro Draft Kit, fantasy football domination, next step, 20 bucks, buy it now, you get all of them. Um, okay, my number one quarterback is the same as Stag Parties, and he is the guy, this is the guy who crapped on me last year, big time, I kept him in a keeper league, and obviously he had a rough run of the season. The one guy a year ago that we were saying, oh, who's going to, who? what other player would not, do you think, could won't play 16 games for sure, and that's Andrew Luck, so, I just like the uh, the team around him is just too good, and I, I think that he's going to come back and he's going to have a bounce-back season. I think he started reading a little bit of his own press. I think he's getting a little bit high on it, he's doing a lot of ads last year before the season, and, and I'm a big believer that, that, that Andrew Luck is going to be a, a big the number one guy and score the most points.
0: I mean, I just think he can do so many things. The weapons are all there. I mean, you think about it, you know, you've got Andre Johnson probably definitely gone and then Philip Dorsett going in and filling that role more at, I mean, is there a faster set of receivers in the league than Philip Dorsett, uh, T.Y. Hilton, and, you know. uh, I wouldn't call Moncrief a... a Moncrief's a 4-4 guy. A world beater, but
3: eye test, different. Four four, you can run. You know, Minecree is faster than you
0: think. I guarantee you, mine creeps faster than you think.
3: I listen. I know how fast he is. I've I've seen his numbers. I just eye test from what I was watching last year. I wasn't convinced that you know the pro day numbers for all that. You know, there's some guys that that are, some guys that aren't. I just didn't I, I didn't see that speed, uh, that ultimate speed that he showed. You know, in the combine stuff. So, but well, that's, that's beside the point.
0: That's the thing. It's just because he's so big. He's 6'2", 220, that he doesn't look like he's moving very fast, and then he's running by you. He's one of those size speed guys where at, you know, 6'2", you're thinking, like, this guy can't be that fast, and then suddenly he's behind you catching catching that fade, catching that long, deep pass. And, you know, TMI Hilton one of the best at just catching bombs. You know, Philip Dorsett, that's the strength of his. You know, they settled on Dwayne Allen over Kobe Fleener, you know, this off season. So, you know, he's a guy who can catch 10-plus touchdowns in a season, and then, you know, Frank Gore and some combination of other running backs can get things done. The real question with Andrew Luck is, what happens with this offensive line? Because if they played anywhere near as bad as they did last year, it is going to be trouble. And, you know, you saw it. You saw him get some big hits. I mean fucking what? Rap- raptured his kidney? Ruptured his kidney? Like, that's not, it's
3: not good. I, well, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the offensive line is the only question. I think the other question is, how does he bounce back from those injuries? And I, he, granted, listen, I, he, they say he's fully recovered. You can always, you know, you, you take it as is, whatever. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Um, we'll have to see as things go along. If there's anybody who has real potential... I agree. He's got the potential to overtake Cam in that number one spot, for sure. There's definitely a potential there. Seeing what he did the year before, you know, two years before, he was definitely on the up and up. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, you got Frank Gore, who's, you know, old as dirt, coming back. And I don't know. It's Hilton, I'm sorry, he just didn't look the same last year. I don't know if it's being thrust in that number one role as you're definitely number one out there, buddy. That's your, you know, you're being thought of as number one here. I don't think he handled it very well. Um, Moncrief, I think, I don't know, he just didn't seem to be as good as advertised. After throwing up some decent numbers and uh, some decent looks the year before, I do like Dorsett though as as a three, and I do like the, that they kept Allen over Fleener. Those are definitely huge pluses. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm on board with you guys. If there's somebody who can overtake him, sure, Luck, Luck is probably the guy, but. I'm not throwing it all in on him, especially with how he was looking even before the injuries. He wasn't looking like a world beater before the injuries either. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's a tougher schedule again. Uh, he's The first couple of years, he was dealing with really easy schedules. And now the schedules have gotten tougher. Last year was a really tough schedule. This year, it's in the bottom third. You know, third tough. You know, uh, one of those third toughest. So,
0: we'll see. The thing is... Hilton really struggled without Andrew Luck, and his games without him were you know, pretty awful. They make his numbers look you know, deflated, but he still averaged over 16 yards a catch. Had five touchdowns on the season, over 1,000 yards. You know, his catch percentage was lower than you would like. He only caught 69 of Did 100. Did you just give me Anquan
3: Bolton's numbers? Or, or two Iholdens? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. 1,000 yards is to
0: be sneezed at nowadays. It is.
3: 1,000 yards and five TDs, that is to be sneezed at.
1: No,
0: it is. It's 1,124. So it's a little yeah, bit better yeah, than... the band. oldest player in the league throwing
1: in the ball who did not look that... Hey, you know, he was all right. Hasselbeck Yeah, was no, all. I mean, I, I got you. I understand what you're saying. Keep going, though.
0: I mean, there's a couple... There's just weapons around him, and should they need to abandon the run game, this is a team that will throw it 50 times a game, and their defense isn't great, so you get that little mix of Blake Bortles, you know, crappiness you know, having to throw a lot and all those sort of things, playing in high-scoring games, that's what you want. Like, Cam Newton doesn't have to go out and dominate a game every week because his defense is dominant themselves. Andrew Luck doesn't have that thing, you know, to fall back on. I mean, look at sort of, you know, some of Cam Newton's games last season, especially in the playoffs where, you know, against Seattle, he didn't play that great. He didn't have great fantasy numbers. and
3: Against Seattle? Yeah. No, I guess not. I don't know who did in, <laughs> during the year but, but I mean no, sometimes that has luck. to happen luck has had some pretty shitty games when put you know put to the test I mean yeah, he's gonna be put to the test at least twice this year against Brock Osweiler
0: oh <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: no nah, yeah but listen you're right I, I'm, I'm on board with you know, with luck but it's it's, uh, it's not a shoo-in. that's for sure. You know, there's definitely some things to overcome, offensive line specifically, and seeing how he comes back from those injuries, and dealing with a a bit of a tougher schedule. But you're right, they will throw that ball 50 plus times if they have to, and they may have to because beyond Frank Gore, if something happens to him, they're fucked.
0: I mean, we still got to see what they could do in the draft. I mean, they're going,
1: they're adding a running back. Yeah,
0: later, but do they spend early picks on that offensive line? line, Do they spend like the first three picks just trying to get bodies in there? Because after, you know, some of these front-line guys, after the left tackle, Anthony Costanzo, they don't really have much.
3: Actually, do, do you know what the cap situation is? Do they have any room to add an RB? No. There's one out there that there's, a, there's would a be team. pretty nice to grab. I mean, to, even if it's just for four games, which he'll probably only play.
0: <laughs> is it but a Bob I'm, Bradshaw again? <laughs> no.
3: Uh-huh. No, the, 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 the other A-man, Ed. Arian Foster. Arian. Did
0: you get Arian Foster on the team in the same Arian, division?
3: Man. Yep. That he's been playing in, that'd be that'd be cool ah, to watch. I'd love that. That'd yeah. be sick. Especially if since it, the, the highlight of his game nowadays is catching passes out of the backfield. Yep. The guy couldn't run with a shit last year, but I think he had, he actually had more receiving yards than rushing yards last year.
1: Insane. Wow. Yeah. I like I like where you're going with that. All right. So that, that rounds out my t- tier one. We're not going to make this about tiers, but just every once in a while, when I've got Luck and and Cam Newton in tier one, and that's not going to change for my next round of tiers as well. Who do you guys have that's uh, you know your next? Um, Player Dogmatica, I'm seeing that you have even above uh, Mr. Luck a number of guys. You're liking Rogers in there at the number two spot. Uh, let's talk about him. Where you got him, uh, Mr. Well, Stag Party? Yeah, you got that's your third. So you you went Luck, Newton, and then Rodgers.
0: I, I've recently moved Aaron Rodgers ahead of Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, I mean
3: I'll preface my Rogers call right here. I do still have him at number two, right behind uh, Newton actually, but I just did a whole new set of tiers and if we wanna promote it, I mean yeah. it should be up on the site and I'll be uh yeah, in the Yeah, We're rankings gonna put the them up this and week. Everything. So yeah, I mean it's a lot of stuff's gonna be changing. What you're looking at isn't gonna be the same as what's going in there, but I'll I'll throw a I'll throw, the, I'll throw the guys out at you if you have any discrepancies in what we're talking about. Through. Well, that's
1: something to mention. I'm going to put up my individual tiers on the website this week, so it'll be a piece of content for Pyro Free, and obviously if you're a pro member, you'll get it as well. Um, what Dogmatic is putting up on the site, which is great, is right now Dogmatica is the, you know, he's the spearhead guru for our player rankings. When you go on the player rankings tab, if you're not a uh, Pyro pro member, you can see the top five guys. Uh, maybe, in the off season, we might change that so you can see the top ten guys just to give people a little more incentive sure. to see what we 're doing and try and rope you guys in to be pyro pros and and do the premium package but dog 's going to be updating those for all the positions with his rankings this week, which is awesome because right now we still have uh, Super Bowl fifty rankings because that was the last set of games so enough information we wanted to wait for free agency and see what's going on in the uh in the early off season and now uh since we've been putting on our tiers and dogs player rankings i think that'll be great so if you're a pyro pro member in your uh dashboard timeline you'll be seeing a lot of action with players there and then you'll also have access via the player rankings tab to see all that good stuff so i'm excited to see that putting our pros and cons in there and uh God, it's fantasy football season. It was kind of <laughs> sweet to like take a little break, which we'd never really done, and we, we took a little break away. we have done some blabs. But to have us all in the same room again feels real good right now to be talking fantasy football. So... Um, I know all of us have been working on it, so it doesn't feel like we've been away from it, but we've been away from one another, let's say. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's good to take a little step away from one another. Um, All right, so go on. uh, Do you you want want to talk about Rodgers?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll point out
3: a few things, then you guys could follow up on it. I think that reason number one, he's got as good of a shot, if not a better shot. It's it's close, but uh, to overtake that number one spot is Jordy Nelson coming back, period. I mean the guy is one of the best if not you know, if not at least in my book, I think he's a top five receiver in the entire game. Guy catches balls on the sideline like nobody's business. He's uh, one of the fastest uh guys in the league. Not you know, I mean, beside the fact that he's white and you just don't believe that he's gonna run by you. He does every time. Uh he's also tall at six four and obviously I mean huge big play threat. Touchdown magnet. He's just the number one guy for Rogers. That's it's, it's going to be obviously a huge deal of him coming back in line. And they say not only is he fully healthy, but they say he looks better than he did before. And that, whatever that's coach speaking, all that
1: crap. But I don't still, think so. I, I think they, they're like it's ridiculous what he's been able to do. Yeah, that's, that's what I hear too. So uh, and we'll
3: see it. I can't wait to actually see it. But uh, I wouldn't put it past him. The guy is a. Athena.
1: Anyway, so and remember, his injury did happen in the preseason of last year, so he he had no wear and tear on his body whatsoever. I mean, he played zero games last year. Didn't the injury happen in the first preseason game? Even uh, it, it was, might have been the, second, the second, second or third. Yeah. And it was because like I, the was first, getting,
0: I was getting, I was walking into a draft.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I did, I did and it, it was the was first later. quarter. Of the game, right? Yep, it, was, yep. it wasn't hit. So this guy's had a lot of time to re- get healthy. Um, even, I think, sometimes, and Jerry Rice was a specimen back when he got injured and screwed up his knee. But it's got to be helpful to ha- be going through your initial rehab during the season. Because the guys are there, and there's a lot of opportunity. You're working with all the coaching staff. Whereas if you get injured at the end of a season, and you're going through a rehab in the early off season, it's probably just a little more... Lonely? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nelson's ridiculous. I'm still a little scared. I like to talk about Rodgers. I'm scared of how high I'm seeing him on all of our tiers. He's a specimen. He's a godlike player. But still, I'm still going to I'm tempering my expectations a little bit moving him down. Maybe that's the wrong thing to do just because of that rapport that him and Rodgers have. Well, uh, here. Here's reason number
3: two, and I think this one almost makes just as much of a difference, especially with the guy... Uh, as prideful as an Aaron Rodgers, and that he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, plain and simple. This year, uh, his his year last year was just flat out bad. You know, he just he didn't play as well as he would like. Um, obviously, he didn't have as good of a rapport with his receiving core. A lot of guys were just breaking in. Um, some of them just took step back, plain and simple. When you try and make a random Cobb into a number one, it just doesn't work. Uh, you know, I don't know. It just a lot of things didn't work out for that team last year. So. He's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, to, to let the division slide away and everything, too, it's just, I, I mean, this is a first for him. He's playing like he's an underdog, basically, at this point. So, him playing with a chip on his shoulder, it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to really be amping up his game just a little bit, at least, just to, pour, to prove to people that he's still Aaron
0: Rodgers. Did you mean purposely letting the division get away? Oh, yeah, because yeah. they don't want to play Seattle? Yeah. That makes sense to me, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it
3: didn't seem to help out like Here's
0: that. the thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They they won a game. Yeah, didn't the Packers it's... win a game against the second round? Against the Cardinals, right? No? Maybe? No.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they won yeah. their first game. I forget so, who it was against.
0: So, the things that you look at Rodgers' numbers, and here's why, you know, you're sort of excited. Yeah, they beat Washington. Uh, Washington, that's right. So, Yeah, good decision. (laughs) Yeah. Here's what, you look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Every year that Aaron Rodgers has been completely healthy outside of last year, he has finished as quarterback one or two uh, since he became a starter and played full seasons. So that makes you think he's going to get back to that level of play. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is still 31-8. to The guy does not throw touchdowns like any of these other quarterbacks. Like, he will probably throw half as many interceptions as... Andrew Luck next season, like you can pretty much yeah. write that in yeah. and guarantee it because he's not going to throw ten. Like he hasn't done it in the last past five years; he hasn't thrown more than single
3: eight. Di- Single-digit interceptions for
0: five years in a row—that's that, insane. Especially with the amount of pass attempts, his his completion percentage is going to go back up. He's a career sixty-five percent guy, and he only completed sixty percent of his passes last year because his receivers were physically dropping them. And or he was having to force it in because James Jones is the slowest goddamn receiver in the league.
1: And I mean, how, how was Devontae Adams looked like the worst wide receiver in the league? He
0: was the worst wide receiver in the league if you ask me about last year. Want to know who was the
1: best Val Verde drinker in the league last year? Val, Val Verde! Val Verde.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, just all those numbers. He's always good for 300, 250 rushing yards. He's good for... You know, two-plus rushing touchdowns. He's just the model of consistency. And even if he was bad last year, he wasn't that bad. Like, he was still pretty good. He only had one game with... Oh, he had one awful game against Denver. But outside of that, he's pretty still tough, always tough. over. Yeah. Now, here's a
1: question I got for you. How many passing titles? Yardage. So we know that he doesn't throw that many um, touchdowns for the big guys. But how many passing titles does he have in his career? I don't know if he has one.
0: No, I don't think so.
3: Zero. Uh, yeah, I, I mean Drew Brees, I think, take overtook him every single one of those years that he even I mean he threw for you know forty six hundred yards one year, forty four hundred yards, forty three, you know,
1: almost forty-four in another one, but Brees had more every single one of those years. Every single yeah. one. Bree you know the Breeze has got more passing titles than Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, uh Aaron Rodgers combined. Yeah. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> absolutely insane. I love that stuff. He's <laughs> that guy's just ridiculous. I need to move him back. Up. He's still one of the cool things that I saw. Um, you know, this is good to have us, and, and we're, we're not going to talk about your guy because he will we'll, we'll give you an opportunity to, to give a little uh, soliloquy to uh, Mr. Manning. But um, one of the great things that came out of that retirement uh, a couple weeks ago that he gave, which I don't know, you watch that retirement well, speech. I was crying at one point. I mean, I don't even really love the guy that much. But <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome. Awesome, awesome stuff. But uh, there's a picture that Drew Brees posted that day of him and Manning when they were still in college. I think it was probably a pre-draft type of picture. Oh, my God. I mean, just the picture is just unbelievable. These guys looked like... They looked like they were in high school, dude. It was friggin'. I mean, but he was a real beefcake. Brees was like... You just tell. He was hitting the weights, hit hardcore, but... Wow, this picture of Breeze was crazy. Enough about Breeze, let's get back to Rodgers. But I was surprised when I saw that he doesn't have a passing title. With much respect, I got to throw this out there real quick because you know I don't usually talk about
3: it this way. But much, many, many kudos to, to Tom Brady. I, I had no idea he did this. I don't think anybody did until he you know, recently said it when Manny retired that. The first thing that he would do before he would go over his own game film, before he would go over any game film for you know, the upcoming week or anything like that, he would watch Peyton Manning's game from the week before and study it. The week before, that.
1: whether it was this game, whether
3: it was the team the, the, from, the, from, the, from the Doesn't matter, okay. didn't matter. He would watch Peyton Manning's games, study it, wow. study it like film, so he could learn from it. Every single week he would do that. And that's, I mean, you know, when you when somebody's better than when somebody is the best, a mastermind at something, you study them. And you wanna emulate them in one way or another, at least learn something off of them. But for Brady to do something like that and admit it. You know, I mean it's yeah. it's I'm sure that's a hard thing for him to just throw out there to admit, Yeah, I sat there and I studied Peyton Manning every
1: single week so that I could get better. Didn't, that's a great thing. I mean that's didn't Peyton Manning say that the first person he called to tell him that he was retiring was Tom Brady? Yeah I don't it wasn't the first person
3: he called but it was the first player to first call. player yeah I think there was a, a couple coaches one of them was the college coach uh even his high school coach and um of uh, you know of course the pros but Yes, I think Brady was the first player that he called.
1: I got it. just because we're talking about Manning and we're gonna we've basically exhausted our opportunities to talk about this guy. I, but at least I have dogmatic. will find a way to talk about It'll him. It'll be in every, every podcast, every single podcast. But from but right until a the crazy week. story pop back into my mind and. I shouldn't be telling this story because it, it, it shows that I've done drugs, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that just did it its own. You didn't even have to tell the story. <laughs> Pretty much, draft day of Peyton Manning's draft day back in ninety eight was ninety eight yeah. April ninety eight. It was on my birthday, twenty fourth of April. I remember that we were up in Truckee, uh, me and a bunch of my buddies. I lived in San Francisco at the time. I just moved there about four months earlier. Uh, Up in Truckee at this guy, at this professional snowboarder's house, Rocky, uh, facing his last name, but a hilarious, awesome guy. One of the great weekends ever. Uh, We're watching the draft, and then all of a sudden, uh, we're doing acid. All right. <laughs> and we're sitting there, and we're getting a little bit, uh, like, a little reckless. You know, who likes to sit around and watch NFL draft or TV for in general when they're on a, a hit of acid? <laughs> um, sorry. I, I've, I've done this. Uh, but so we decided to go take a back-roading trip out of town and go into Tahoe, I think South Tahoe to go to gamble or something like that. And we all had to pick straws. there There's like six of us and we were watching the draft, watched the first round, we're like, all right, first round's more fun than the second round. So we're all picking straws to see who's gotta drive. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so who's got to drive? You know, <laughs> this is stupid, but we didn't have anyone that wasn't on. I had the um, women and children. And dude. I will tell you right now, a thing that just, I didn't even think about the story for literally, I can't even tell you, 15 years must have been, but just the whole retirement thing and all these kind of thoughts of Peyton and draft day and seeing some of these old pictures just brought this thought back in my mind. And I was texting with the guys that I was with telling them about it. And I lost the friggin' drive. Oh, god. I, I had to drive while geezed out on, on acid. <laughs> driving in back roads, because it saves you like 45 minutes, and it was a cool drive. So I'm driving the first time ever in someone else's blazer over in the back off-roading. Oh my god, the stories, the things I do for, for, uh, for, my, for our friends. But if I could have picked one time to lose Rochambeau or Straws or whatever in my entire one. life... I would take that one back. <laughs> I'm alive, everyone's alive, but that's a dumb, youthful story right there.
0: Is it? <laughs> a, is it a cool drive when not on acid, or a cool drive because you were on acid? It was.
1: It's a cool drive either way. I mean, literally, I'm telling you guys, yeah. there was one point where it was like, I don't know if I can make this, guys. That is a real deep well. And they're like, good, good. I'm like, if I fuck up your car. It's not my fault, and if we fuck it up, we're leaving it here, because we're not waiting for cops to come while I'm all (laughs) assing it out, and we, so, it was hairy, dude, I remember there was a couple points, like, fuck, how did I lose this shit, and everyone else, like, smoking, probably drinking in the back, (laughs) seeing, seeing kaleidoscopes, good grief, (laughs) Alright, that's the last drug story I'm telling for a while. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't even know where to follow it. <laughs> I don't one. even either. Why would I tell that? Oh, I guess because I employ myself. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, 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 how do we get back to Aaron Rodgers? Tom
0: Brady? Let's just move I get... on from Aaron Rodgers. Cause... I do
3: the... one the last thing I do want to say about Aaron Rodgers, and we can't move on from him, but
0: Is it George Took?
3: It, no, I, I was, I was going to mention it, but no, I'm not going to mention Jared Cook possibly signing there. But um, it's the schedule. Last year they had one of the toughest schedules in the league uh, for quarterbacks, and this year they're back up near the easy part of the, the top third. So that makes a big difference To Any of these quarterbacks, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but you have to go up against you know the Seattles of uh, the world, Arizona, and all those. Or whatever, I mean, not, maybe not Arizona so much, but. You know, you go up against those tough defenses, it makes a difference fantasy-wise for sure. There's no doubt about it. So when you when you're coming in with one of those tough-ass schedules, it makes a difference in my drafting. I'll tell you that. I mean, James Winston, he's got the toughest schedule in the entire league this year. Do you think he's going to do what he did last year? I don't care who the fuck's there. That guy is not going to be the same. Good he time. had in a phenomenal year last year, way better than I even thought he would do, and he looked better than I thought he would, but he ain't going to be the same. I don't care what Houdini thinks.
1: Great point. One thing I love about Rodgers is the fact that um, McCarthy, Mike, is pissed at the frigging team. He's like, that offense looked like shit. We took a major step back, and that guy's a ball buster. He's a great player as coach, but he does not mess around. He's got a great relationship with Aaron Rodgers. You know when they're talking about stuff, they're not talking, uh, you know, they're not happy. They're still pissed. They're like, "Okay, let's go." You're one of the best players of all time. We've got a great team. Our window is closing. Um, we got to write this around. And obviously, Jordy's going to help in a, a lot of different situations. Eddie's got to figure it out and lose some weight. But they're not happy about it. So I like that aspect. The aspect I don't like is maybe just the pussy. That hot pussy he's getting might be screwing him over. I mean, we might instead of a, instead of film room time. Olivia's coming around Like she's like Let's do anal It's like Um okay Yeah let's. Skip I'm, I'm film in day Sure Film <laughs> day Let's have a different type of film day so, I'll study that later I'll discount Double check your ass Right now <laughs> baby <laughs> <laughs> Let the film Alright well, Let's move on from Rogers I wish him the best luck I actually personally I'll move him up You know I put this as my first one Out of spite Because of the Olivia Munn thing But <laughs> I have Aaron Rogers Down at 10 right now But he'll move up He'll move up That was kind of just a A, a fuck you. I wanted you guys to be like, dude, you're, you're hurting our collective tears.
0: <laughs> yeah, one person doesn't affect us that much now that we got more people in the mix for collective. So, but yeah, I mean, it pulls it down a little bit. I mean, well, one
1: thing we should say quickly this isn't really about tiers and rankings, but we do have, we do a tiers each of us. I do a version D Rex, Stag Party does a version, Houdini does a version, uh, and P- Dog and Pyromaniac Mo do them. Basically, what this, when we say collective tiers, we take those, all of our five individual tiers. Last year, OC did them, but he didn't, he wasn't interested this year. He's like, that's just not what I'm good at. So he's not going to be involved in the five person mix here. But then the collective is basically the average of where we had each of these guys. So, um, you know, while we're talking individually about our tiers, uh, to be honest, the collective, the consensus tiers, has Cam Newton 1, Andrew Luck 2, and then Russell Wilson 3, and those are the tier... One guy So let's talk about Russell Wilson next Speaking of studying uh, Film and video He got engaged To Sierra this week Congratulations buddy So this is a guy I don't know If he's a virgin But he definitely is Well he's best- been married
0: Once remember Was yeah. he married Oh yeah He got out before He had that big contract uh, You guys don't remember This shit We praised him right. for that Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh <it's> Yes <laughs> That's right. So right. So wait, anyway. wait, way to end that relationship Before you get your big payday
1: <laughs> Do you remember the picture That I used to always post On draft day Of that mouth Oh my god oh, Yeah uh, Jesus Val Verde Val Now he's scored One of the hottest girls In the world God is Sierra hot uh, But Let's move on These guys just get So much hotter pussy Than I do I think <laughs> Wilson
3: Is uh, At this point Infallible He's just Where he's gonna be That's just what he does I think that I mean, he's he's gotten to the point where he makes Doug Doug Baldwin uh, a legitimate threat out there. Doug Baldwin. I don't think it's the greatest re-signing, but I still think the curse is okay to to have on that team. You're going to have Tyler Lockett working into that offense more. Uh, Jimmy Graham will be back. Uh, I don't know if Maybe. he's going to make all that look Maybe. Maybe. Whatever. But I think he's he's it's say He's just he's just really good. He's just a really good player who makes things happen. So I think that. Uh, he deserves to be up there. I don't think that... I mean, I remember we were talking about last year, well, there's no way he's going to run for as many yards as he did the year didn't. before or whatever. And he didn't, you know, but didn't matter. He made up for it with his arm, and he could just do that because he's that good of an athlete. So, I don't know. I think he deserves to be up there. It's First quarterback
1: it's, in NFL history to throw 4,000 yards, throw for 30 TDs, and run for 500 yards. No player's ever done it besides him. Yeah. That's... That's that's that sounds Newton. like yeah. a dep- yeah. Because Newton didn't done. get the four thousand yards, so it's pretty it's pretty insane. And especially when that, the whole
3: team was in disarray. It was terrible. I mean, it Lynch was just hurt half the freaking year. You're you starting a guy that nobody even knew about. you know, Thomas Rawls. You know, at first nobody really knew about him to to start that season, and he still took him to the playoffs. The defense that didn't play quite as good as it was in the past. I mean, it was still damn good. But it wasn't as dominant as it had been in the past, and he's still tucking pretty darn far. It's it's impressive. It's it's really impressive what he's doing, and he deserves to be up there in that top
0: tier. I just don't know if it's repeatable again. Like again. I, I I don't really believe it. Like he he upped his completion percentage by five percent over career norms. He threw you know fourteen more touchdowns in the previous year. Uh, what eight more than his career high? I just I think that they might commit to the run game again, using Thomas Rawls, using a litany of guys beyond Thomas Rawls, but I think Thomas Rawls will be the main guy. Uh, what I do think is maybe he scores more rushing touchdowns next year. He only had one, so and he's had six and four in his career. I think he's going to be a very—I think he's a solid, solid lock for, like, a top five-ish quarterback. But I don't know if he has that ability to throw 40-plus touchdowns. I don't know if he has the ability to be number one at the position. And if I if I have to draft a guy to draft where he finishes, like... I don't, I, is that a value to me? Does that do anything for me? Does that give me any added bonuses? Or can I do that later in a draft, draft some guys and cobble it all together? But,
1: but the one thing I think about that is it, what I've found in my drafts, and you know all leagues are different, is he does sit around. He's available in the ninth or 10th round every year in every draft I'm it's in. You're looking and you're thing. like, I don't want to take him either because I kind of agree with you. Fifth the, round
0: ADP as of now.
1: Fifth round. But in any, I'm just saying, in any league that I've done, last year I took him what I say in the ninth.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, this year is not going to be the same for Russell Wilson. Well, I don't know. If I he's don't know.
3: fifth round ADP right now, that means he's going to move down at least a couple of rounds. Because here's the half, thing: he never round. gets the hype. All of a sudden, Tom Brady, they'll sign Nate Washington and he'll jump up two rounds because they got a, an okay receiver. Tom Brady's already ahead of him, so. you know, or Carson Palmer or Drew Brees, you know, whatever those guys. All they, those guys will get the hype. In this summer, leading up to drafts, Russell Wilson won't.
1: He just will not get the. And, and remember, he didn't last year. He, he, didn't ask you, he finished third this year in point over in points for the quarterback position. 2014 finished third, so he was still slipping down. I know that you got the ADP in those in the current drafts and uh, mock drafts. But still, he would finish third last the year before draft last year, and slides because. And remember, and this is one thing I think in, goes in his favor. Remember how crappy the start of his season was. I mean, the first four or five games, everyone's like, "Oh my God!" Like you're, you're reading the press they're like, "Oh, he's become Hollywood. He's starting to find it. He got paid. He's starting to, you know, not." And that was all just kind of probably BS media blabber. But um, I just think in general, imagine if he just started out good and had and, and ha, didn't have.
0: Have a, such a shitty first uh, part. Well, the of The thing season. is, he also had the best stretch of five weeks ever for ever. a quarterback in the history of the NFL. Yeah. So yeah, is insane. that repeatable? Is that last time I checked, it's never happened before in the NFL. No, so not, yes, that's that's not repeatable. He is does what,
3: he does what he has to do to win. Period. That's fine. So uh, if Seattle is winning without him doing much, then he won't do much. But last year, like I said, the, the defense was faltering a little bit. They would lost uh, Lynch. Uh, Even Rawls got hurt a little bit. They had to bring back freaking you know a little bit. He dislocated his ankle. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Christine Michael. They they, they had to bring him back. I mean, it was they were disarrayed, so he had to step up, and he did. And you're right. That I mean, that stretch I'm looking at it right now is ridiculous. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a rushing touchdown. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, that's five weeks in a row. Five straight wins. Just demolishing teams and putting up points. To, to, I mean, he was—he I think he was number one for those five weeks yep. for
1: the, for the quarterback position. That's unheard of. That's awesome. And and we know we thought that Jimmy was going to lose a step last year, but now you got another year under your belt for Tyler Lockett, who's a big play, explosive guy. They were able to keep Curse. They signed Baldwin, so. That, All the players are in place, you know, and by losing Marshawn Lynch just kind of helps him. I like Rawls. I have him super high. But I really, really like what he's going to be able to do because the system's kind of there for him to just do what he's got. He's coming in with some confidence. They didn't, you know, they've got a chip on their shoulder. This is a team that should be in the Super Bowl basically every year, and they know it. Um, So Wilson should be... He's a, good, he's a good pick. He's slow and steady, but I guess he even wasn't last in those moments, in those huge weeks that you said. Um, but he'll get it done for. He's three back-to-back finishing the top three at number three for the quarterback position. That's
0: impressive. I mean, he's done it different ways, so the question is, is he going to be more of a runner? Because the reason he fell last year is because we knew his rushing numbers weren't sustainable. But flat out, we knew it. You know, he picked it up with his Passing game, but is that going to regress a little bit now? Is he going to regress to the mean in the passing game? Like, you know, Lynch. uh, They just came out there. Pete Carroll said, you know, it wasn't really anything different with the offense, even though they had three receivers. You know, with I think Mo did it, average depth of target, getting over ten yards. So they stretched the field more vertically. Yeah, I just don't see how they can sustain that for a long period of time. It's sort of one of those things that, like, really. like, it's, you can't be the best quarterback in the history of the NFL for an entire season. Like, it's just not, you can't have a run like no. that and be sustainable. But that's,
3: here's, here's two last things I think we should say about uh, Wilson. I don't think we need to spend all that much more time. Yeah. It's kind of a, we
0: do have a question about him, though. Okay,
3: then we'll, then we'll get to that after that. But, you're right. It's, in, it's impossible to sustain that high of a level throughout the whole season. But one thing he does do is he does give you consistent, like at least you 18 know, mid, to 20 year. points. Yeah, I mean. he do, So, I mean, yeah, he's not the sexiest pick. And, you know, the other, other guys that you're looking at, that guy could be number one. Russell Wilson, you don't really think he could be number one. But he's definitely going to give you consistent numbers and then give you some awesome numbers. Yeah. And he's never going to give you a shit game. So if you're starting him every week, you're never going to get a shit game out of him. It's double digits at least every week, and not just double digits. It's usually in the you know the mid teens to upper teens, you know, or whatever. So that's one huge thing for him. Second, with Blintz retiring, they're left with just Rawls. Yeah. and they don't have anything else on the roster right now. Yeah. When it when it comes to running backs, I don't know if Rawls can stay healthy for an entire year. Uh, he's first of all, he's five nine, you know, just uh, two hundred and ten pounds or something like that. To 215, but I don't even believe he's that big to be quite honest, and I don't know if he's ever sustained a full year's worth of playing. In, you know, in college, I don't know exactly what he did Coach, but he doesn't seem like the type of guy who can withstand the type of beating that a Seattle running back would take normally in that offense. Rawls isn't Lynch. You got to remember that. If they're going to try and play that old smash mouth Seattle football, Rawls will last eight games. Period. So I mean, I, while I do love Rawls' prospects, it also bodes well for uh, Russell Wilson. If Rawls shows that he can't handle that huge load, or you know, just flat out gets injured, they're going to have to depend on Russell Wilson carrying the load, and he's shown that he can. So it's worth, definitely worth a look at him, and then you know, taking him as a top five
1: QB for your team for sure. One thing I'll just say on I test with Russell Wilson is someone, I think he's the hardest. Guy, fan, uh, quarterback to play against when you're watching his games, the way he's able to escape sacks and escape things and then make a huge friggin' play. We saw some of the things he did last. When you're playing against him in that moment and watching those games, it is brutal. It is, You're like, get this guy! Sack him! Sack him! No, no! No! And then he just does a little wheel around. He's out and you're like, long 60-yard bomb and you're like, oh my god I'm going to lose because he just made the best play I've ever seen in my life. I hate that guy. So <laughs> when I've got guys like that, I want them on my team. Yeah, I don't want to be playing against Russell Wilson. And in that league that I mentioned, where I and got cool. him in the ninth round, and I got Cam in the fourteenth. Russell Wilson did not play one down in our league last year no, for me. You had and a guy he, with Derek sat, Conner, he sat. You. He sat on the bench for me the whole year. And that's just sometimes it's just better. I, I, I would. It's rare that you wouldn't be your starter. I got lucky on that pick, but. um I'd rather have that not playing against me and not allow someone else to have him. But I think Russell Wilson is the kind of quarterback that will be on my team this year. Just because he's got that slow and steady, I don't think he's going to be able to maintain that best run ever, like you say. But he's... I'm way
3: more okay with him scoring 30 on my bench than 30 on somebody else's team against me. Yeah, that's fine with him being on my bench. And the just
1: beautiful me. thing, and we're gonna to move to the next guy, Stags. Whoever you want to talk about next, go for it. The beautiful thing is, and we'll, you'll you'll know this after the show or 53 ish minutes into the show, there is some serious depth at this at this position. There are a lot of guys that we are deep, going to be deeper down in eight players that I could still go to battle with each week. So, who's the next player we should talk about, buddy? Let's
0: well, just. Get the question out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Russell Wilson the best value in the top five among quarterbacks? Best value? Yeah, I think that's hard to say. I think whoever's the last quarterback drafted in the top five is the best
1: value. (laughs) Right. It'll It'll probably be him, though. Roethlisberger will get taken, even with what's his name Uh, out I don't know, maybe. Brady will get taken over him. When people realize, because people, it'll be out there, and I'm sure we'll mention at some point, too.
3: But the difference in numbers that Roethlisberger puts up without Martevis Bright in the lineup versus with him in the lineup, it's kind of big. Uh, plus, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's That, that does make a big let's difference. Let's
1: stick with that and let's revisit that as we get closer and closer and find out where the ADP are on these guys. But Russell Wilson is a guy that has got that slow and steady, that consistency, but can have some uh, really, really big breakout games. And as Dog said, I think it's a good point. Rawls? Can he handle that beating like if Marshawn Lynch was able to unbeknown- un- amazingly to us? Every year we're like, he can't keep doing this. He can't do. It. Finally last year uh, the straw broke the camel's back. But once that running back situation isn't so reliable and so um, dominating and tough, which it might not be with the Rawls, now all of a sudden Wilson's fantasy value goes up big time in the same way. And, and Wilson can do so much with so little. Think about it. I mean the, even his wide receivers and that talent that he's got, that he's throwing to, it's its its not that impressive. I
0: still don't think any of them are talented outside of Lockett.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not <laughs> that impressive. So he's, doing, Cur- he's, is he's, he's
0: Curse
1: is a guy. He's doing esque in that way. He's doing this with a really kind of just like okay talent. He's making them. The old adage, who's walking who when you see a, a dog pulling a hot girl. Um, he's walking all those wide receivers, Russell Wilson. He's impressive.
3: Yeah, it's it,
1: to answer that question. I honestly, I do think that Russell
3: Wilson is the best value there because those other guys are more than likely than not uh, going to go ahead of him. And either way, I think that if you're getting him, like like you said, the ADP right now is fifth round, but that's just now. And uh, I'm telling you, it'll probably move down a little bit. Some of these other guys will get more hype. People would rather take a chance on Roethlisberger or Breeze or, Br- or Palmer for sure or, or Brady. You know, because it's just not a sexy pick, and it's you know you don't think of Russell Wilson as a world beater. But I Russell think
0: Wilson a... was best last year with Thomas Rawls. I mean, his good games coincided with the breakout of Thomas Rawls. So it's not when dramatic. they well, when they can run the ball and throw it deep off of that, that is when their offense is the best. So we don't want Russell Wilson to take have to take over the games because early in the season when nobody was really established in the run game, Marshawn Lynch was hampered you really saw how it affected their ability to run play action. We don't want Russell Wilson with no Thomas Rawls.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. No, you're, no, not no, no. right. know. It's always nice to have your, your running back, but sometimes when you have to throw the ball 40 to 50 times, it, it can help your fantasy style. Uh, but I hear you. are In correct. every
0: game that you know, he had this big stretch, he threw the ball between 27 and 32 times. I don't, th- I don't know if Russell Wilson has ever had a game with over 50 passing attempts. It's
1: unbelievable. That's unbelievable. That is that is truly unbelievable between 27 and 30. That makes passports. you like him even more. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, in that ADP, and we got to move on from this, guys. Uh, if, you, if his ADP is fifth round, can you quickly tell how many quarterbacks are going ahead of him?
0: It was six, but one of them was Ben Roethlisberger, so it'll probably be five.
1: Okay. Let's talk about Roethlisberger, should we? Sure, let's go on to Roethlisberger. Can't
0: we just talk about Martavis Bryant, which is all we actually want to talk about? Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's one and the same, kind of, I guess I don't know. Let's talk about let's talk about Roethlisberger. Let's talk about friggin' Martavis. I, yeah, first and foremost, I don't want to sound uh, you know obvious, but uh, we wish him the best. Obviously, he seems to have some depression issues, and he's smoking weed, and uh, many of us have been there, so. Uh, I hope he gets better. It's just a real friggin' bummer that he couldn't uh, rise above it because, in all honesty, there's, you can count on one hand, more talented real players and fantasy players, and I I just hope this guy isn't the next Chris Henry. Uh, you know what I mean? I just hope he's not like a, a, a tragedy a tragedy story because God damn, he's the most fun guy to watch when uh, when he's, he's making stuff happen. When, yeah, when he's when he's
3: playing at his at his full strength out there, it's just it is it is something to watch. It, it's really a spectacle that's worth watching. It's and it's really unfortunate fancy wise, throwing fancy out there. It's really unfortunate for the Steelers because they had for the first time a really easy schedule this year. It's been a while since they've had like a really easy schedule for them to uh, pass the ball around in, and, and I mean, Roethlisberger had a legitimate shot. If you ask me, a legitimate shot at ending up the number one QB, dude. I do. I think he would have pulled it off. Probably not, but I think it's a definite possibility. They could have been top five for sure. At this point, though, without a Martavis Bryant there, with Levion coming off of some serious surgery, it's a little iffy at this point. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I still have him top 10. As a matter of fact, at this point, I'll tell you right now, I still have him at number eight. I, I do believe. I have that, at eight or nine. Yeah, I, I mean, he just
0: adjusted it, yeah.
3: Yeah, he definitely has the potential to still be at, you know, even if you play in an eight man league, he's still a starter, uh, in, in my opinion. He's right there at the starting caliber. Uh, but he's got the fifth easiest schedule in the league this year. Fifth easiest. That just, ma- I mean, that makes a, just such a gigantic difference from being down in the bottom five for like the last six years in a row. I don't know how it happened, but it's just a switch of defensive power in different divisions. And they finally got a, a nice cake division with some some bad defenses. And the defenses in their you know in their division has you know fallen off too. So it just made, it it makes all the difference having a top five easiest schedule. Oh, it's it's just such a disappointment that Martavis isn't going to be there for it. Oh, but it's a bummer. Say lovey. I mean that's that's what I got to say. It's also I mean having Bell coming off of that big surge, you know. Uh, Huge PCL MCL surgery. That's that's a toughie. I mean, that's that's tough to come back from. He they say he's doing okay, they say he's fine, and he put up a video of himself on a treadmill running, so that's great news and everything. But it's still, I i mean, I moved him down a slot in my running back tiers, you know, just because it's tough to come back from that stuff.
2: It's tough, you to know,
3: coming out of the backfield, too, catch, uh, catching passes, it makes a difference with that, too. Running straight up a gut, there's not, I mean, may not be as much cutting, but when you're going out on passes and moving laterally like that to make moves, like, makes it a little tougher. So he might be a little slow out of the gate. It's just my opinion.
0: The thing is with Ben Roethlisberger, he's got those big home road splits. He's always so much better at home. But the thing is, you can't bench him because he's got that explosion ability to where he could just destroy a team like Denver on Sunday night football and Antonio Brown can go for, you know, Two hundred and fifty yards, whatever it was. I mean, he's just got that insane ability to go off, and he, he's always one of those quarterbacks that shines in, in the biggest spotlights. And they seem to put him on, you know, Sunday night, Monday night, and he just knows how to put on a show for the crowd. That's <laughs> one thing you like about Burrows. He's a fun guy to watch. The thing is, now you've got to rely on Marcus Wheaton, who. Yeah, was pretty good over the second half of last season. He averaged like five catches for 79 yards.
3: He got better, yeah. He's gotten better over the over the last couple of years. He's definitely gotten better, but he's yeah. not a legit number two for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you got Sammy Coates, who's sort of a one-trick speed pony. So he might be able to take Martavis' deep game a little bit but we know he doesn't... Martavis had that multifunctional thing where he can go deep, but he can also catch the screens and make things happen after the catch, and that's that's one of the things that's hardest to replicate. Like, you look at Mike Wallace and how he was able to succeed as just a one-trick pony, just going deep. Like, that, that doesn't typically happen. And, you know, guys with multifunctional talents are hard to replace. So, yeah, Wheaton can catch those screen passes, and yeah, Sammy Coates can go deep, but neither can sort of do both. The question is who sort of takes that touchdown replication. There wasn't a guy. Remember, ever since Martavis came into this offense, they scored at a more efficient rate than they did before Martavis was not in the offense. Yeah. Like see. He he was that guy who was the catalyst who added like a touchdown a game to their type of offense because he could do things in the red zone. So is Ladarius Green going to be that guy because they need him to be they need
3: him to be that's a, I mean that was a really nice signing for them if you ask me they needed something like that I mean Heath Miller was uh, incredible all around tight end uh, but they needed this pass catching tight end somebody like a, a Ladarius who's got I mean for a tight end he's got a ready for it yes, speed, speed of the, the gods, gods baby <laughs>
0: so I mean you can see Ladarius coming out there and playing, being split out at wide receiver yeah, where absolutely. they put Martavis a lot more now. Because he's not he's not the fourth or fifth guy in the pecking order anymore, he moved up a spot or two. got to think he's going to be the guy near the red zone. It's going to make him an interesting value come draft day.
1: I'm saying, I'm not buying into that Ladarius Green uh, fool's gold yet. I need to see it. But you can't it's, call it's, intrig- it's, yeah. a, it's intriguing it's intriguing. <laughs> I mean you don't wonder
3: why they I mean when you first see, yeah, they re-signed Darius Hayward Bay to a three year contract, you're like what? 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 And now you know, obviously they they
1: needed another body there. And well the same thing was terrible. Didn't the same thing happen last year with Ladera with Green Bay uh, Hayward Green Bay or whatever Hayward Uh, Green Bay sorry Sorry.
0: (laughs) there was a a, mismatch right there
3: Uh, that's
1: the acid kicking in it is it is flashbacks every once in a while they pop in don't do the don't touch the brown acid Uh, but (laughs) didn't that happen last year with with him yeah yeah, when we signed him I was like why are they doing that and then a week later they announced that he was missing the first four games oh okay now we know I mean yeah I mean
3: they knew these things. I mean, the guy would
1: is loving six failed tests.
3: Six! I mean, granted, I think two or three of them were just flat-out missed tests, what's go down as fails. But to fail the other ones as well, I mean, wow. There's a reason why I see Houdini's
1: favorite player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. So
0: the thing with, Marte, or with uh, Roethlisberger, just looking at his numbers, he's only had two seasons of over 30 passing touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's, he piles up the yards, but he still, you know, only had one season where he tied for the league lead, uh, in passing yards. So is he going to be a guy who puts the yardage and the touchdown passes and the ability to take care of the ball all together? Cause last year he threw 16 picks. Um, he's just got to put it all together and have that one great season, but he's never had a season where he's averaged more than 20 fantasy points. And that's the scary part when you're yeah. like, can he be the number one? And I don't know if he can. I don't know if he Not can score more. more.
3: No
2: chance. No. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't know if he can score more than twenty fantasy points a game. Like he's a guy who's gonna score you at maybe eight, seventeen to twenty fantasy points. Well, and, and he gets that,
3: banged up. It, it is in nice
1: stays in the pocket so much.
3: Every single year he has at least one, usually two games with five hundred yards, yards and yep. five TDs or whatever. So I mean he always has a couple of blow-up games. But you're right. His consistency factor is is a big thing. He does have he shits the bed uh, quite a few times. But that's where the easy schedule comes into play. Yeah, he'll usually shit the bed against somebody like uh, Cincinnati or something. Where they, he doesn't, I mean, play, was,
0: he doesn't play well against Cincinnati, and that's no. one thing you have to think about because he plays him twice a year. He doesn't True. really play that. Sometimes he plays great against Baltimore. Sometimes it's dog shit. Yeah, like. And everybody plays good against the Browns, so I won't rap on them anymore because DiFilippo's gotten hammered. <laughs>
3: well, B- Baltimore was g- giving up the world, you know, last year, but now they got a little back end help. You know, they signed Weddle and yep. everything. That's I mean, that helps a little bit. Now, granted, it's more in the box type of stuff, but I, I I would find it interesting. It wouldn't shock me if they start experimenting with throwing a couple running backs out there at the times. Throwing out Bell and D'Angelo at the same time, it would confuse things a little bit. Nobody's used to seeing that from from the Steelers of late. Uh, With as well as both of them could play, I I I don't know. It's it'd be an interesting call without having uh, Martavis out there. They might want to mess things up a little bit. Yeah,
1: great great thing. Just shows you the day and age of football and head coaches and their players and Twitter. Uh, When you got Tomlin. Uh, after uh, D'Angelo was talking crap on Peyton on his retirement day last Monday, he was yeah. like he's been dog. T- f- the coach is like, D-, D-, D will quit while you're behind." Seriously, like talking to each other on Twitter. <laughs> the coach is basically telling him, "Like, dude, quit being an idiot on Twitter." I love that. It just shows <laughs> yeah, you how the game has changed. Oh, the could, you imagine, the world. could you imagine? Could you imagine Tom Landry sending? Uh, uh, Stalworth or no, who? who Randy did, White or yeah, no, Chuck Knoll sending Stalworth like, uh, a, a, a tweet being like, Stalworth, shut it, can it, yeah. get it stop doing it. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. No chance.
3: Got oh, Hated Twitter. Oh my God. Does that, is Dick on Twitter?
0: <laughs> I don't think so.
1: I would not on anything it. anymore. Yeah. You know <laughs> oh, what happened after his twit, uh Trump rant. They're <laughs> basically like, you're not on Countdown anymore. You're going to randomly be uh, covering stuff and you just
0: lost the best
1: gig around.
0: I don't know. I thought he said he pulled back, but that could be publicity. He pulled back? He said he didn't want to do it anymore. So Ditka does what Ditka wants.
1: Yeah, Maybe. <laughs> but Ditka needs the money. I'll tell you that right now.
0: So, let's go to the next player. What do, you, what do you feel about Tom Brady?
1: Mr. Brady. Guys, well, um, you got old. all the praise that
3: you're probably gonna get from me earlier in the show. Uh, so if you guys want to start out, go ahead. Uh, no, no, that that's not true. Well, here's what I say:
1: chip on the shoulder. Those guys, my the way their thought process is: everyone hates us, everyone thinks we're shit. They lost what four of their last six games or something to lose home field advantage after starting that ten. weren't they ten and zero or something? They shit the bed. At the end of the season to lose that home field advantage And that was the difference maker Probably in their loss to The uh, in a very close game To the Denver who ended up winning it I think they've got a chip on their shoulder Re-upped them for a couple of years God that guy is uh, It's crazy but he's going to be a solid quarterback Until he's like 43 years old uh, This guy is not slowing down I don't know if it's work ethic, if it's genes I don't know what it is But he is He's he He's not. I mean, he's not slowing down at how he should be. I saw some arm strength loss towards the end of the season.
3: Okay. Uh, there was uh, he, he was dealing with pressure. He couldn't get the ball off with any sort of oomph at all anymore. Moving backwards, he used to be able to get off a good, quick pass somewhere. They were all going straight in the dirt. Every, I, I'm sure you remember some yep. of those too. They were just all going straight in the dirt. He just didn't have the strength to get it out there. And it, I mean, that happens as we saw with with Peyton. He's still got a couple of years left in him. That's for sure, no doubt about it. I mean, he's a he's a workaholic. He'll he'll put in the work and put in the time. That's totally fine. The question is, is he going to get suspended? No, no,
0: no. Pretty much no. No. I mean, that was the question last year, and then people were able to get him late, and then Paul he's bro. a huge value, huge value. Like, no, he's he's not, like, Hopefully, they announce this mean, stuff sooner. Yeah, it's, Psh, it's the NFL. They don't decide shit. <laughs> I don't think
1: there's any way he's getting suspended, but. I think the NFL, especially if Goodell's getting some of his, uh, his his penalization power taken away from him. Uh, my fear with, with Brady is talent. You know, Gronk's obviously a beast and a half. Edelman's certainly peaked. Let's just say he's peaked. Sure. He's great. Great system. Perfect for him. But having Amendola, LaFell... Uh, Chris Dobson. Hogan, yeah, they signed Hogan. It's like, oh geez. I mean, this they this is another situation where he's under the running back situation. I mean, we like a Dion Lewis for sure, but after that, they need to get this guy some talent and stop thinking Keys that they're Sean just, Yeah, they just automatically yeah, think they're going to get there. It's like you know, sometimes they just I, I don't mean, know. Still got
3: Aaron Dobson employed.
1: I think Chris Harper's
3: still on that team. I, I you know. I, I, Chris Hogan? Yeah, I mean Chris
0: Hogan's good. He can play the outside a little bit. I mean, just think of Hogan's not good. He's he, he's he's serviceable. He he can catch the ball even though he had like one of the highest cut or highest drop percentages in the NFL last year. But he can catch the ball. I think that was a little bit of an aberration last year. No, he had, had
3: just, a no, he had a uh, broken uh Carpal, One of those. Metacarpal? So, yeah, yep. whatever. He did, and, here, and that's what he started dropping.
0: Here's the thing. When this offense had Deion Lewis, Tom Brady was the best quarterback in the league last year. True. Tom Brady averaged 28 fantasy points a game with Deion Lewis in the lineup last year. He just brought another dimension that nobody was really able to replicate because he could make things happen on his own. And the problem is, outside of Gronk, who on this offense makes things happen on their own? I mean, Edelman is all about, you know, precise route running, timing, getting him the ball in a little bit of space. But he's never going to be a game-breaking guy with the ball in his hands. I mean, Amendola doesn't have that to his game. They're, they're PPR guys. They catch balls. They average 10, 11 yards a catch, and they fall down. But can they find something that Nate somebody Washington. that can make it?
3: Nate Washington. If they do get Nate Washington, that opens things up a bit. I like him. I mean Is it great No but it opens up The field a little bit He can still go deep Fuck you Richard Matthews <laughs> But I, I think another Huge question And I don't think It makes that big Of a difference Because James White Showed to be serviceable Deion Lewis is coming Off a torn ACL yep. Can he do Man, that been, He was out of the league
1: For three years Because of injuries
3: Well, yeah. yeah.
1: Double down Peep it down
3: can he? I mean Can he do what he was doing Like Watching him last year was watching what he was doing was insane. Some of those moves and spin moves and things that he was doing was insane. Watching him, it was like, wow, this guy is this guy's something special. But he got hurt and he tore an ACL, which is not a good in, injury to come back from. If that's what you're depending on, that's his that's his gig is making those type of moves to gain those extra few yards, uh, you know, 3, 4, maybe sometimes even 10, 15 yards. That opened things up a lot, and Brady got a lot of good run out of him. That's, a, I mean, that's a big question. I mean, they say Lewis is progressing okay, but he's going to be having to take it slow all summer, even in through training camp. I mean, he's, he may not even play in any of the preseason games. He'll be coming in fresh right into the game one. I just—it doesn't bode very well for them in terms of the the running backs at this point, unless they get an area Foster, in which case all things go out the window. (laughs) Uh, Is that possible? Then, who knows? I mean, it's when it comes to the
1: Patriots, certain guys will sign for less. They traded Chandler Jones today. That's a—that's a shocker. They what? They They traded Chandler Jones. I mean,
0: for a second-round pick and a guy who they hope they can revamp and Jonathan Cooper to help the offensive line.
3: I don't think they're going to be able to revamp Cooper, but I like that they got the second-round pick out of it.
0: I mean, I, I think you could revamp Cooper right up. They yeah. have they have some of the best offensive line coaching st- They have one of the best guys. True,
3: but Cooper was getting worse and worse. And I hate to say it, yes, they do have good offensive line guys, but I've seen some of those guys on the offensive line of the Patriots get a little worse over time, too. It's When
0: their guy left that they just brought back because they noticed how bad it got. The thing is... Brady was awesome all season, when he had time. When he got pressured, that's not when he had his best games.
1: And that's his career. That's literally his career. Hit him early, and then all of a sudden, you can rattle him and you can win the game. Other than that, that guy's got time. He's gonna carve you
3: up. That's what Denver did. I mean, they were ready to do it, and that's that's the way that they took
1: it to him. So So let's go on on from Tom Brady. Let's go to the next guy. Who do you got?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I've got everybody. Cool uh, Breeze. You do want to talk about Palmer, Drew Palmer
3: and Breeze. We can just talk about kind of... Yeah, let's do I mean, a combined cool age of...
0: 100? 90? 100? <laughs> well, it's, it's right up there. Close, yeah. I mean, I like Carson Palmer a shade behind Drew Brees, Just because I've seen Drew Brees do it year after year after year after year. And he's going to continue to throw. His weapons are you know getting better with the addition of okay Kobe Fleener I think is an, a receiving upgrade over Ben Watson I'm not going to hide that from anybody is he a better tight end no cuz yeah his blocking was better last year but it's still you know suspect to say the least you know the Mark Ingram's ability to step up in the passing game last year was great you know bringing back Hightower you know should provide some depth they've got just guys bring back Hightower Pretty sure. I don't
3: I haven't seen him signed yet.
0: Pretty sure. Check that one. Uh,
3: I'll check it right now.
0: Other guys. Brandon Cooks took a step up. I don't know if he'll be able to sort of replicate that for an entire stretch what he did in the second half, because he's one of those up and down guys. But Willie Sneed was a guy who got open, caught a lot of passes, was very consistent. You know, they just got guys all over. The question is the depth behind you know, those top two wide receivers, you're looking at Brandon Coleman again, who's a big, big question mark. And then the rest of the wide receiver crew is a giant question mark. Are they going to find guys to step in and fill that role? I, I, you know what?
3: You've you made a lot of great points there. Um, they're working on a new deal with Tim Hightower, but... Uh,
0: hasn't signed on the yet. Haven't, haven't
3: signed him yet. Um, I think that the biggest thing... Going into the season four for for and which is why I have him a shade behind Palmer, is the schedule, plain and simple. And I mean,
0: but dog, normally, who plays defense in the NFC South?
3: All right, so <laughs> they go up against Seattle, that division. They also go up against Denver, Oakland, KC, San Diego. They have one of the toughest schedules I've ever seen, except for their division. I mean, it's just, it's not a happy time for, for him any time he's playing outside of his division. And I, I mean, he still has to go up against Carolina, yeah. you know, and I mean, it's, it's just not going to be a good time for him. Granted, he can overcome odds if anybody can, and they won't pass it 70 times in a game if they have to. So that always adds to it for him. But they have a t- they have a tough ass schedule. I mean, when you're going up against the Rams, Seattle, Arizona, and San Fran isn't the same as they were. But Denver, Oakland, KC, San Diego—that is some tough freaking games, man. I, mm-hmm. It's just that's not a happy time at all. And you're and the home ones I hate to see. If he was on the road against Seattle and Denver, I'd be like, don't play him. Don't even play him. But those are, those are home games, and he will probably have bad games at home, which is a rarity, against Seattle and Denver. So take away two home games from Breeze's normally awesome home stats, and that doesn't look good. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there.
0: I mean, I, the thing is, you look at Breeze's numbers, and you keep expecting him to fall back to earth, but he still throws for, I don't know, like 4,900 yards, 32 TDs, and completes like, 68% of his passes. So, I just think that the way they manufacture sort of offense, the way they get the ball to their playmakers in space, that they'll be, he'll be a good quarterback. And you're not having to pay those prices of third round or first or second round a couple of years ago that you were paying for Drew Brees. So, he's a guy I can see taking a bit of a step, because even early in the season last year, he wasn't great. And then suddenly, Brandon Cooks caught on fire, and then so did Drew Brees. So, If they add, you know, something in the draft in the middle rounds and that offensive line, you know, continues to improve, which you saw last year, with Ingram's ability to run the ball and catch it now, I think, I I just think it's going to be an overall good offense. I mean, they led the league in first downs. Last year, so they are an offense that just knows how to keep the ball in their hands. And when the ball's in the offensive hands, I think they score fantasy points.
3: Well, what it shows <laughs> the, <laughs> those those first downs is that he can't go downfield for those for those bombs anymore. He, he's not getting he, those long. He touchdowns. did. But
1: well, I'm, you know many, what, guys? Is not One thing. As many as in years past. One thing I'm gonna say, and then let's move on from Breeze because we talked about him a little bit before. Now they got rid of Browner. They got rid of Browner. So I'm thinking that's got to take some fantasy football points away. <laughs> From Breeze because there's and not the, gonna the be defense has gotta, not, be, a, there's there's got, be, better, gotta be a little bit <laughs> better, there's not gonna be as many long scores, there's not gonna be sixty yard pass interferences that just Browner's gone. I think that hurts the fantasy prowess of Bruce Breeze a little bit. But he's ridiculous six times, five times he's over five thousand yards. Yes, it's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> Would've done it again last season if he wasn't hurt.
1: God, I mean ridiculous. Yeah. And this it's the the one thing. Game. He's gone. Colston, no longer. Yeah, no longer there. I tell you,
3: Colston was starting to play
1: better. I know, I know. At the end of the year
3: there, I, I I haven't seen shit out of Brandon Coleman. The guy was playing good for about three games at one point, and that was it. Yeah. One game. He, he, yeah.
1: Sneed, but you guys like Sneed. He's Sneeds one of your, he's right. one of your sneaky guys, yep.
0: right? Yeah, Sneed's a mid-round like wide receiver four or five with some upside. I mean, he had nearly 1,000 yards last year, and he... He showed an ability just to catch the ball, and that's what drewby is yeah, looking for. He can't
1: Get a touchdown to save his freaking life.
0: Don't you think? I, I don't I think, think that's that, as indicative of his talent than anything.
1: I think that's the team that's going to grab a, a, a wide receiver and, and, and get one. I, I really do. I think, while we know the wide receivers aren't the fastest, he's shown that he can get a lot of done with uh, more of a route runner and a, and, and a guy that can go after the ball and with good hands. than he needs speed. So that's true. They, I, I, I hope that they do that because. Kobe, Kobe, Fleener or... Fleener or... Listen, I know you like it. You like him more than Ben
3: Watson. I don't see him doing better than what Ben Watson did last year. Like I, I agree. How, how can
1: didn't Watson have ten touchdowns? Yeah, yeah. dude, Watson was insane. Was... How many touchdowns? Did he have? Eight, maybe eight. Okay. Eight um, let's move on to yards. Quick, quickly, Carson Palmer.
0: For me, I'm not a big six. fan. Eight hundred and twenty-five yards and
1: six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Okay, um, still top ten, right? Yeah. I'm not a fan of of Palmer. I think he's getting up there in age. The way he showed on his last game was just putrid. Uh, But the talent is ridiculous. Can Larry Fitzgerald do what he did last year? Probably not. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen with Floyd yet. We love what we see in John Brown. They need a tight end. I mean, LaFelle will re-sign. But what what, what happens there? And uh, I don't
3: know. Fells, not Lafelle. Oh, Fells. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fells. Data Fells and... Uh, they resigned Gresham as well too. Oh yeah, both
1: both just of both tight ends, basically. Yeah, what else? But one, six, the thing, eight, one, six, six. And everyone it's seems it's to giants. be thinking going into the season that it's gonna be the Dan uh the, the Johnson show. David Johnson. David show. Johnson show. Um so I don't know. I'm I'm staying away from Carson Palmer big time this year, but I get it. He's got all the weapons, he's in an area in offense, and he had a ridiculous season. What What did he He finish last year as? The fifth. The
0: fifth. Is that right? Here, yeah, here's the thing with Carson Palmer. He just has weapons. Fifth. They have an offense that's willing to go vertical more than any other offense in the league. Michael Floyd, towards the end of the season, once he got healthy, was an emerging star. He was a top... Is he going to be back, though? Yeah. He's a signed. He's signed? Yeah, he's already... Where did he that?
1: was going? Who? I, don't I thought Why's he was a full agent. Yeah,
0: no. no, he's still there. Yeah, he's there. Okay. One, one year left. So he's going to huh. get a little bit of a contract year bump, uh, which is Great. nice. Uh, I just think he's going to take over. As soon as he got healthy, he took over for what Larry Fitzgerald was doing earlier in the season. And his ability to go deep, his ability just to catch the ball on traffic, is going to be a big, big boost for that sort of offense. They just have weapons everywhere. Between J.J. Nelson, hell, even Jaron Brown's yes. made some plays. Fully agree. Uh, John Brown's got a lot of talent. With over what a thousand yards last season, Larry Fitzgerald can catch a ton of passes, be a safety blanket, and he's got that ability to you know take it, take it deep from nowhere. Yeah, on Yak plays. My, my, my
3: thing on Larry Fitzgerald is that uh, he was overused they they needed him a lot in the beginning of the season michael Floyd was hurt obviously for a while there and they were uh, I don't know they were trying to figure out what's going on in that offense and it was basically let's just let's go with a, a, a Fitzgerald and Fitzgerald was a you know just a world beater so it tired him out they know what they're doing now they know who's in that offense what's going on Floyd is not going to be hurt going in at least he isn't right now uh, Brown uh, John Brown's obviously getting better JJ Nelson I think showed some chops they're about to, they're they're about to resign. I don't know if it's going to last for. I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not. But they're probably going to re-sign Chris Johnson, which I think takes a little bit of the onus off of David Johnson, which I think helps just a little bit. You can get your Ellington going a little bit more, a little bit earlier. Yeah, he's a year older and he showed his his age towards the end with Palmer. But I still think he's got enough talent there to be able to put up pretty darn good numbers, if not QB one numbers, for a lot of the season. I mean, Because those. I mean, that area's offense is just... How's, his, how's their schedule? Uh, it's right in the middle of the pack. It, it, it's, you know, not great, not terrible. Um, actually, I'm, I'm wrong. It's down there. I was thinking about the, the running back. Uh, running back situation's right in the middle of the pack, literally 16. But for QBs, it's down there a little bit, 25. It's, uh, they're, they, they, they've got a tougher one. It's, it's not the uh, easiest thing, although I think they had it. I
4: oh, I can't remember
1: what they had last year. Actually, I think it might have been a little bit easier last year. Hopefully he's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, we'll see. Let's move on to the next guy. I think Dogmatica, you have Palmer the highest. Oh, you're right there with, with, with Stag Party at nine. So you uh, got him at eight, or had him at eight in the first time. Who uh, Palmer. Where you well, got him at? Well, I mean, we're done talking about
3: Palmer, but yeah, I mean, I got him right around that zone right now. So but.
1: you you have one of the higher guys. Who do you want to talk about next? Bortles or... Yeah, Bortles is fine. We can talk about. Let's sure. talk about Bortles.
0: Um, you know, re- can I just string yeah. touchdown regression and then yeah. move on? Yeah, let's do. Because I feel like I've hammered a lot on Bortles the last couple weeks. Yeah, I yeah, mean, with, I the, agree. with the signing of Chris Ivory, with the you know progression of T.J. Yeldon, who who showed up is just a playmaker. Uh, you know, the unlikeliness of all those touchdowns going to Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns, the I mean, Hurst
1: ones, even more so, but yeah. And just agree. the
0: ability for him to throw, you know, the tied for the most red zone attempts in the entire league does not bode well for Blake Bortles being able to have a repeat performance. Is he still going to throw a ton? Yes. Or is he probably going to, you know, surpass 30 touchdowns again? Maybe. But is he going to get to that 35 range? We've got to remember, this is a guy who's one of the most turnover prone quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and that's something that's going to continue. He does have the ability to run a little bit to boost his stats up to give him that little baseline that you like that Aaron Rodgers like three four or five hundred yards rushing. Um, the question is can he maintain that level of touchdown productivity where he scored 88 percent of the team's touchdowns I just
1: hope that he's working hard to become a better quarterback because he has some newfound confidence. He had a great second year. he was the number he was a third pick. Overall at the quarterback and everyone's kind of like, oh wow, this is this could be a bust. It hasn't been. He had a good season. So I hope he's working on it and, and, and putting in the time and, and, and the effort to become a better player and maximizing what he's got in his skill set instead of reading his own press and getting high on himself. So that's my thought is if he's working, doing the work. I like him as a player because I think he's going to slip. He's not going to be a super highly drafted guy just because still that team hasn't crossed over into the into the fantasy in the most people's minds in your leagues hasn't f- passed into this. Oh, this is a team and the guy leading a team that I got to have. You're right on the regression, but if he's working at it and he wants to become a better player, I love what you're going to get on the value of him uh, in drafts next year. If he's reading yeah. this press...
0: Value's not good right now.
1: Where He's the 7th? 6th. 6th going off the board? Yep. And that's in what no, round? No, he's
0: the 6th round.
1: 6th round. Yeah, I mean, that's high. And the one thing to worry about when you do those ADPs is because if he's going to the 6th round, and we know this from when we do our mock drafts, maybe it's just because we're experts, but we wait on quarterbacks even longer. You know? That yeah. way, like in those mock drafts, when we do it, it's like... No one takes, like, the first quarterback is, is like, it's almost two rounds later than it yeah. really actually is. Because we're like, fuck it, we're not doing it. I want that talent in all the other positions. Yeah. So, that's something to think about. I like Bortles. I think he's going to come at an okay value. But... Tougher, tougher t- strength of
3: schedule this year, too. Yeah, didn't tougher he have Didn't, he, he
1: had, yeah, didn't he have? Yeah, like one of the better... Yeah, uh, It like was he top, in the top half
3: last year. Uh, I want to say probably right right around the top third. Uh, 10, 11, 12-ish range. Well, this year a- it's down at 20.
0: Let's so, just remember that division is still not very good. True. I mean, unless Indy is suddenly going to shore up that passing defense, which doesn't look very likely. You know, you got Tennessee, who needs to shore up a passing defense. You know, Houston's strength is not in the passing defense. It's mm-hmm. more in their rush defense. But, hey, that, that's a big chunk of the season. But this is still a team with a bad defense themselves that's going to have to throw it. But Blake Bortles still has better
3: on the D side, though.
0: A little bit, but... You know, is he going to complete better than sixty percent of his passes? No. Like, if you look at it, like how many quarterbacks ever have finished as a top, you know, five quarterback with a with, with a with a sixty percent or lower, you know, passing completion rating? There's very regression.
3: I, I have him under Eli Manning.
1: Which, if you guys want to move on to, that's fine.
3: But well, I want to. I, I want to. under Eli.
1: Right now, I've got Bortles, and I haven't reworked. Uh, the, 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 I don't think my. Quarterback tiers are going to change all that much, but um, I have him at 11. The only thing I'll say about Boros' last two things. I think it's the one position where confidence helps you become a better player, and I think he received that in the second year, and he makes long plays. They're, he had the longest touchdown of the se- passing touchdown of the season last year. So I like that about him, where they're not scared to go Bortles deep. Bortles have the longest rushing touchdown of, of the season. No, two? the longest touchdown was Mar- that was Mariota. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. That was the longest run of any position last year. Yeah. Like ninety-two it's, it's, yards or something. Eight. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Uh, but yeah, I like Bortles because they'll wing it, and for some reason I don't know, it's, it's that whole. Guys fall down a lot when they're guarding uh, Allen Robinson or flute plays seem to happen. To can, go to Hearns. I think you can automatically,
3: with the signing of Chris Ivory, take away six touchdowns from
0: Bortles sticks. I sure. mean, I think he can finish with 30 touchdowns. Yeah,
3: which which is is five. Five, 35? Th- 35.
0: 35, yeah. yeah. Or maybe 36. Uh, 35, but, yeah. Basically, I just don't know if he can get to that high of a number. And we know, being one of the more mistake-prone quarterbacks, throwing a ton of interceptions, leading the league, you know, 17 and 18 in the last two years, that it's going to cap off his ability. Because these guys who finish in the top five don't throw double-digit interceptions. No.
1: Plain and simple. And he's still the mistake-prone guy. He makes those mistakes. Dog, go to your Eli Manning if you think he's next. I got Eli Manning a lot lower, but... Uh, let's uh, let let's talk Eli. Um, that that
3: schedule of his is just a cakewalk.
1: Really? really? Flat out, uh, just a cakewalk.
3: Um, I mean, so is so is Dallas's for, for for that matter. So yeah. I mean, I, well, he, I got
1: I got Romo sitting right now at five, broken clavicle and all. Yeah, It'll five, break. Which, but which which, which bones are you talking about? Which five which which bones.
0: bones are being yeah. broken? <laughs> 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 I'm with you, dog. Um, Eli happen. over Romo all day. Just the things we've seen from Eli in this offense over the last two years, and now McAdoo becoming the head coach. He yeah. Probably just saying, fuck it, let's chuck it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that might
1: happen. Finally, why haven't they even said it four years ago? Since Ahmad Bradshaw was playing for him in 2010, they haven't had a running back do anything worth mentioning since. You know, they Jennings keep going. Was, okay. Jennings, was, Jennings was finding his legs. Within, down the stretch. Down yep. the
3: stretch there. He was really finding what he was good at within that offense. And, that and off- at
1: the very beginning. The couple, I think the first couple of weeks he was doing all right. Yeah, I think they just... I, Vereen didn't know what the fuck he was
3: doing yet. I don't think they knew what they were doing yet. They're like, okay, well, we got Jennings. Let's just give it to him a little bit. But he, it, towards the end, they really worked him into the offense correctly. And I think that boosts Jennings a little bit, but I think that makes the offense just that much better running smoothly... Eli, uh, I don't know, I, I don't have a stats up in front of me, but he threw for, I think, more yards than Bortles. Uh, I think he threw for like 43,
0: 4,400. Uh, Eli Manning threw for forty four thirty six. Blake Bortles threw for 44, so, so by eight
3: yards. Yeah, he beat him by eight yards. Whatever it is. I, I don't have them in front of me. Here's the thing. He had 35 take, TDs. If you take and out, he threw for 35 TDs. That's it, sick. In, in an offense that looked kind of like in disarray for quite a while, and it didn't look like they were using Beckham correctly for a while, and all this—I mean, Beckham you, missed
1: the game. Yeah, and you look at this his ending statue You're like, holy shit! They're made, always that way. Ass. And he's never misses a game. So, and yeah. he's got—I would say—out of all those things that you love. mentioned, the most important thing is he's got Beckham, who is the most explosive player in the league. Him and uh, Antonio Brown, sure. But he's more explosive than Brown. I think he's not... I'm not saying he's better or not even than Julio. You know, Julio's my guy. But he's the most explosive player in the league, I think, right now.
3: It's uh, quite possible. I mean, that's why I have Eli up as, as, as far as I do. I mean, he's a big factor in that.
0: need of- him. But also, if you take out the two games against Dallas where he failed to score a touchdown, yeah. he threw a touchdown pass in every game last season, and he would have you know, taking out... That's thirty-five touchdowns in fourteen games because he didn't throw one against in either of the games against Dallas, which seems sort of fluky.
3: That is because
0: Dallas is not very so good.
3: That's an average of two and a half touchdowns per game, other than playing Dallas,
0: and pretty much you know he's going to throw you an interception a game. You got to deal with that. You know, 14 to 16 touchdowns or interceptions over the last couple of years. And he even had a 27 interception season in that sort of last five-year mix.
3: I think he's moved past that,
0: though. I I, I think that was a different offense. That was a very vertical stretch offense. This is more West Coast. Mm -hmm. Get the ball, though. Beckham-type offense. I I just think Eli Manning's one of those guys who's going to score you 17-ish points a week. There's going to be a time where he goes off for 350 yards and six touchdowns uh, against New Orleans in a shootout where ODB's just carrying him. And, you know, that's fine. I don't care. And one of the combinations you can get in fantasy drafts pretty easily is the ODB-to-Eli connection or Eli-to-ODB connection. Get those double points, and you can get that one pretty late. And because two
1: years ago the people that had that I was in a league where someone had the ODB and Eli's a New Yorker. He loves the team. Won it out. I won the league, obviously, with a crap team, but they got hot at the right time. So last year, there were a lot of owners doing and going into drafts and recreating that magic. This year, that is not going to be. So I agree with you. That That's a that's a tandem that you can get, easily attain, is an ODB and an Eli Manning. Yeah,
3: for sure. I mean, outside... And that's of, explosive and scary. I mean, obviously, his own division is... Not the, not the easiest to pass against, but not definitely not the hardest. Uh, you could pass on Washington and Philly, and uh, Dallas is, you know, it makes him... He couldn't, pretty, apparently. He couldn't, obviously. <laughs> but other than that, he's, he's facing the, the NFC North. He's nice. got the, the the Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota, Green Bay situation there, which is so-so. It's okay. But he's also got the AFC North, which you're throwing against a, a, a decrepit Pittsburgh uh, you got uh, it's the awful Cincinnati, Baltimore Cleveland. last year. Yeah, Baltimore. Cincinnati's
0: good, but yeah, Cincinnati's good, good schedule
3: Baltimore. And then outside of that, New Orleans. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <New laughs> three fifty and
0: six against New Orleans. I think I said. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, and uh, St. Louis is the other one. But I mean, that's a that's a nice schedule. It's it's a number three
0: schedule in the entire league, which is nice. To and play. he's got a ninth round price tag, which is the nicest. Oh God! You. you pretty much got him in the eighth or ninth round last year. He paid all for you. I think you can do the same thing next year, and that's sort of like okay, thank you.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you take away those two bad games, two and a
1: half touchdowns per game.
0: Yeah,
3: outside of two bad games, that's sick.
1: Sick. Let's move on to the next guy. Who do you guys want to uh, want to drop down here?
0: Tony Homo.
1: Tony. As long as it, yeah, it's in the same. All right, go home.
0: Go with the homes. I mean, he's got to have, what, the easiest schedule, just going off the top of my head. It is the easiest schedule. Because yeah. they were one of the worst teams in football, and that pretty much means you get a very easy schedule uh, the next coming year. You know, Tony Romo being back, Des Bryant back to fully healthy, you know, Darren McFadden and whatever running back they add uh, in the draft, potentially, you know, Terrence Williams doing what Terrence Williams does, having some big games. You know, Jason Witten catching 5 for fifty, four for 40, you know. Like, that offense just has roles in their set. And, you know, Tony Romo, when he was in the offense and efficient two years ago, you know, with DeMarco Murray behind, that was when they were the best. When they ran the ball and then ran play auction off of it, got the ball deep to Dez. Dez Bryant scored a crap load of touchdowns. I, I just... Tony Romo's a guy you're gonna be able to draft in the eighth, ninth, tenth round, and he's gonna give you some big games. He'll give you some stinkers, but you know, at the point you're drafting him, you're gonna get some value.
3: I'm letting somebody else take him this year. Uh, You know what? Last year, I finally said, I finally bit the bullet. (laughs) I said, okay, fine, I'm wrong. Romo doesn't get injured the way I think he does, so I took him last year. Un fucking believable. You got to be kidding me! that They went the bullet
1: last year and out of a fired gun.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I,
1: it's hard to hard to bite that bullet. Unfreaking believable. I'm just not buying it ever again. I I'm I don't care if he's the number
3: one quarterback in the league. I won't be on his jock the following year either. He's I'm done with the guy. I'm sorry, but. Now he's got to have that fusion process thing with his uh, clavicle.
0: That just happened, like, last week.
3: Just Yeah, just last week. I don't know how it went. I assume, they, as they always say, it went fine, whatever. The guy, he's not the same. I don't think Dez is the same either. I'm not on any of those trains anymore. Dez did not look the same last year. I don't care if it was Romo quarterback or not. If you're that good of a receiver, you find a way to beat the people that you're going
0: against. Well, they he also didn't. said he was hurt even when he played. Mm-hmm. So you've got that... Going Fine. for you. you got I agree. I you mean it's a foot injury. They paid him, They paid him and he
1: went a little psycho. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Biggest fear ever.
0: I mean, the thing is, once it comes time to draft to- job in
4: general.
0: Th- once it comes time to draft Tony Romo, you can do this. You can draft Phillip Rivers or Tyrod Taylor or Derek Carr or Marcus Mario. There's like so many other guys you absolutely. can draft instead of Tony Romo that it's like, okay. Whatever. Absolutely. So yeah. let's move on
1: from Romolicious and talk about one of these guys. I personally want to talk about who? I,
0: I, I, I don't know. No, you come said up. you, know, you, you know, said I personally want to. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know who you know, who, the guy. I think you
3: guys with a lot of potential um, to, to do something uh, dangerous this year: Philip Rivers and Joe Flacco. Flacco, specifically, because first of all, he's got a nice receiving core going on and an offense. Uh, that is run by trust. That, that is just plain and simple. When he was in there last year, he was a top 12 quarterback. Uh yeah, please. And he's I mean, he's got it going on. You get a second year in a row uh in a row in that offense. He's he's gotta have something special going on. I think there was five of the ten games he threw for over three hundred yards.
0: He averaged
3: two hundred and eighty yards passing. Averaged two hundred and eighty yards passing. Exactly. I mean he's it's just going to be a whole different situation now. He's got both Allen and Forsett back there, who both will know the offense, at least to an extent. Um, it's it's just going to be a little bit better for them this year. Baltimore has the second easiest passing schedule in the entire league. That makes another big difference. You can't disregard these schedules. When, when you have an easy schedule versus a tough schedule, it jets those guys up my rankings at five spots sometimes. I would put Flacco down and probably... Around 20, if they had like the toughest schedule in the league, but he's not. And with an offense like that, run by somebody like Tressman, he's right there in that mix. He's 12 for me right now, it's probably higher than you guys, but I have him over Romo. I think he's got
1: a more of a chance to make some serious noise in the league than Romo does. Yeah, I, I think I, I got him highest. I got him at, uh, sitting at nine. I there think, you, go. I, I I think
0: you might be a little high. <laughs> Uh, you
1: tripping. I'm about, I'm about <laughs> to say a, a background trip.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've got him at 16. I, I just think with Flacco, there is some downside. He just has those crappy games, and he's more of a homer than an away guy. Sure, sure. And then he also, you know, sometimes in the division, he gets, they protect the ball, and they do weird shit, you know, in the past. We don't know if they're going to do that with Trespin and him. But, yeah, they let it fly a little bit, and... He his touchdown interception ratio wasn't great, fourteen to twelve, uh, in ten games last year. So I think that'll improve. But is he a guy that can throw thirty touchdowns? That's the major question I have. You know, that's sort of what I'm looking for. When I'm drafting a quarterback in the eighth to tenth round range. Like, what is his ceiling? Because at that point, I'm I'm going for the guy like Carson Palmer last year, who can finish. Who you could draft late and who's going to finish top five-ish. Or you know draft Eli Manning because you know what you're getting. Like I don't know necessarily what I'm getting out of Joe Flacco. So that makes him a bit more of a backup for me.
3: Oh, and that's totally understandable. What didn't they have in that offense that they... Mike Wallace? Somebody to take the lid off. And that does make a difference. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that Wallace is any good. As a matter of fact, I don't think he's all that good. But it makes a difference having a guy who can take the lid off uh, of the defense, which is. I mean, they potentially
0: have three guys that can do that: Steve Smith, Well and that's uh, Steve Rashad Perryman,
1: and Smith got hurt. What seven games into the season, maybe eight? He Was a world beater. He was yeah, he yeah, world top, was, top he
0: ten receiver.
1: I turned down. He was top four at yeah. the time that he went down. I turned down straight up, straight up. A Brandon Cooks, you guys know how much I love Cooks. Yeah. For a Steve Smith, like week six, and you had Steve Smith. Yeah, it's Steve Smith. It's like straight up. Right now, I'm like the guy's just lighting it up too much. I can't do it. If I had done that, I probably, probably would have won the league. Um, I would have given you the same thing in the ace. I would have. I would have given you a Cooks for a Smith. Oh, I had a heartbeat. I didn't do it. I was so pissed. <laughs> Later, fuck all those all those little bow things that yeah. Cooks has done. I'm like, oh, Steve Smith, <laughs> pendant <laughs> is know. out. You know, I mean,
3: so you get, you get Steve Smith back, um, who was kicking ass in that type of offense, and I think that he's going to be doing basically the same type of thing again. You got Mike Wallace, who could go outside and take the, uh, take the top off. Uh, Brashad Perriman, granted it was a lost season and nobody knows what they're going to get from him. But he still has the measurables and he has the talent to be able to do something in that offense. What it's going to be, I have no idea. But I think one of the biggest things is Kamar Aiken got a chance to play yep. the number one receiver and learn that offense up and down, and he did pretty darn freaking yep. well at it. So now he can come into that offense well-versed, be a number two or three receiver, whatever they are going to put him at, and make his difference. They uh, went and signed not the greatest sign in the world, but I, I mean it obviously makes a difference. The guy's still got a little bit of juice left. They got Ben Watson. They still have Crockett Gilmore there. Max Williams is an up-and-comer. I just, you know, with Forsett coming back, Buck Allen got a chance to be the number one running back. So he knows the offense up and down now, too. It's it, Things are looking very up for them. And like I said, when you have the second easiest schedule as a quarterback, that makes a big difference for me. And I, I definitely love what Flacco could do this season as a possible number one. I, I, he's going to be somebody you can get as Definitely your, your backup quarterback. Nobody's taking him as number one. Yeah. But he's somebody that you can get as your backup, and it could end up putting up top ten numbers. It's possible. In a Trestman offense, it's definitely possible. What did Joshua Cowan do in a Tressman offense?
0: The thing is, like, I feel like all these quarterbacks we list between like 11 and you know 20, they all have a chance to have some great weeks. They all have a chance to have some shit weeks. And at the end of the season, if they're in the top ten, I'm in no way fucking surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's true. That's it. And that's the reasons. like, I'm going to wait. That's the reason. Like, right there, just the ability that all these guys have to score fantasy points on a week-in, week-out basis is the reason I'm waiting.
1: Wouldn't, uh, like, a Flacco and a lot of these other players, a Tyrod, a Car? isn't there something that he said about drafting and kind of having a, a bench of streaming quarterbacks? Where like when Flacco's got a great matchup and he's playing at home, you're you're inserting him in the lineup But instead of like being picked up and streaming guys off the waiver wire. Where you're actually just like in leagues that have deeper benches, you just kind of got a a little carousel of some quarterbacks that you're ready to sk- throw into the mix.
0: I mean, that depends on it depends on how the league's set up. How deep is the bench? Because if it's not that deep, I don't want to waste a roster spot. Like the goal with streaming is. To get a guy who's just going to dominate all season, like Carson Palmer. Of of, of course, of course. But your second case is then, you know, having multiple guys go in and out. Uh, So, you know, I I guess I could see that, but then you really have to look at the intricacies. Because, you know, uh, Tyrod's a guy who, you know, depends on his legs a little bit. When does he use his legs the most? Which matchups are most conducive to that? When does Joe Flacco play his best? When he's at home, you know, like Drew Brees. Like, can you get where... Can you get a matchup of Drew Breeze and Joe Flacco where you only play him at home? Maybe. Like that, that's the thing is looking at those little intricacies of each player. It takes a lot of work. Uh, that's why streaming is sort of the preferred thing because you're doing that on a week basis and not sort of looking at the schedule as a whole. When if you have an injury, then your whole plan's is screwed. Like, uh, so it's tough to sort of say. Um, so moving on to the next guy Dog mentioned briefly.
2: You like that? You like that? You like
1: that? You like that? I'm talking about I'm talking Cousins. I don't care. Like I don't that? care if you don't like I it. Like
0: that. I don't like it.
1: I love it. I'm all in on Cousins. I'm in. I know it could it's a risky pick, but something tells me that Cousins is going to be my number 1 quarterback in a lot of leagues and it's it's trial by fire. I think that the guy is going to have... What's his SOS? I need to know that. Uh, I think nine. It's, yeah, it's pretty top. Yeah, it's I pretty thought tough. it was five, but nine. It's pretty good. Could he just absolutely drop a Duke on my face? Yes, but I'm all in on that offense. I like it. I'm not going to say anything more. Cousins is going to be way too high on my tiers all off season. Um, I like the talent that he's got throwing to it. Even with the Crowder, it's like the three or four that he's throwing. To. I love the tight end if he if Reed can stay healthy. I love Matt Jones. I love everything about it. The, the system is the same for three years. RG3 is out, that whole issue in the locker room It just seems really ready And I think Cousins is a guy where it's perfect That they actually gave him the uh, the, the franchise And didn't give him the, the $80 million, $100 million contract Because now he's like, honey, this is pretty nice These uh, $18, $20 million contract years, huh? He's <laughs> like, shut up, go study You're not getting laid until you get that $100 millioner I am all in on Cousins. The guy lit it up. Uh, obviously, is the number one scoring for the position in the championship game. He scored. He's the first time in, in Washington Redskins history. You, uh, he scored a touchdown in every game last year. Uh, he's just, he's just got it. I like it. Again, confidence. Same way I feel about Bortles. It's like. These guys went from like fourth rounder to franchise leader, smart kid, hard worker. I'm not worried about him off the field. Cousins, you can wait on this dude, and I think it can pay off. So, I'm all in. Except I think Cousins was a third rounder, and Bortles was the third pick in the draft. Hey, no question. Oh, you're, t- oh, you're talking about, oh, yeah, yeah. fourth rounder. Ra- oh, fourth, oh fourth round. he was oh. a fourth rounder, uh, Cousins was. Yes. But yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. Cousins has got to work for it. He's got to think he's. But I hear you. What, what you said. Either after. way, I, I, I'm not like
3: fully on board with him being a number one with you. But I think he's got more potential than Stags is going to throw out at you. This offense is going to be more of a passing offense. They, did, I mean, plain and simple. What, the, what the hell else are they going to do? It's Matt Jones and Chris Thompson running the show. And Matt Jones was his strength was catching the ball on the backfield. Game was passing last You I'm know, <laughs> You know, I mean, that's the one thing that they got going for them. Unless they draft a brute where they can pattern the offense after what they used to do with Morris, it's going to be a passing offense. And I like what they have. It's not like, listen, Deshaun Jackson and, and Garcon are, they're good. It, it, it's good as, as a one-two. I like Crowder as a three. I love a Reed, uh, a Reed slash Niles Paul as the tight end situation. But I love the backs coming out of the backfield, too. Cousins running the show. He's just a steady hand that knows what he's doing out there. He's a leader that people listen to and they get behind. He's, he's got a Michigan State pedigree, and that says something. I hate to say to it. To you. It's starting <laughs> to say something. I agree with you. where I People agree. actually listen to these guys, and they want
1: to follow them. It's a good program, this Michigan State program Before you say your thing, I want one last thing You guys use these stats that I usually don't give a crap He led the league in completion percentage Awesome And at home, beastly Yes,
3: that's true too
0: Actually, that was an aberration The home road thing Because it was the defenses he played against while at home Fine, (laughs) But, but but still Right now, the
1: guy's a good home player
0: Yeah the thing is, is there any one guy who is more dependent on another player on his team than Kirk Cousins is on Jordan Reed? Because if Jordan Reed goes out, which is very likely because he's done it every
1: possible. season. It's possible. Not I mean, he's done it every
0: season of his career. He's missed multiple games. So if he misses games, Kirk Cousins is not going to be good. Because every, like that's his guy. Like When Jordan Reed got going... Like that's when Kirk Cousins was good. Like that's well, hold on, hold on. I don't. Oh, think you're that,
3: taking don't, my old. You're taking my old stances. And obviously. I. But and I'm I. am with
1: you. No, but see, because I disagree with it. Matt Ryan, Julio, and Julio Jones. Now with with Martavis out, Antonio Brown gets hurt. Tom Brady and Gronk, who gets hurt all the time. I, I just think there's not. There's.
0: I think this was, is the most dependent
2: because I think Gronk, that Gronkowski, offense.
0: Gronkowski, Brady's more. That offense runs through him. It's Gronkowski Brady's more. Okay, who's more of an injury factor right now? Is it is it Gronk or is it Reed? I don't know. Reed Reed had his best non-injury season.
1: He got last injured year. last year too. He got injured a little bit. Missed two two and a half yeah, games. But Bryant. still, but still, he had his for best. He produce. was doing better last year than he did the previous two years. There's no question. If Reed goes down, it's it's not a great time for cousins. Definitely but, not a great time But, but he still got. Deshaun Jackson Who he
0: didn't use at
1: all That's fine But then But he didn't He only Deshaun was hurt He was hurt Yeah Yeah. he was hurt For nine games In the first week He was hurt a bunch Uh, I like a crowd Paul was out for the whole year But he's actually An athletic tight end Paul Exactly Good call I didn't even think about that And Garcon Garcon Garcon's not chicken yeah, liver. Derek Carrier was also... If, if there's anybody
0: humor. that has chicken liver, it's Pierre Garcon. He's <laughs> like, not that Pierre bad. Pierre Garcon is five for 50. You know what you're getting from Pierre Garcon every week. That's a fact.
1: I would rather have Pierre Garcon as my third best wide receiver than what the Bears and a lot of other teams What do. I've heard, they say that Ryan Grant's actually the best
3: receiver on the team, strangely. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard them say that. And it, it wouldn't shock me because none of those guys are outstanding in any, by any means, right? Grant's got something going for him. If he actually steps it up, who knows?
0: In games that teams treat Jordan Reed as this team's number one receiver and scheme to take him out of the game, that is when Kirk Cousins struggled because he is his first read on every play. That's how the offense ran through Jordan Reed. Like in other offenses, they make, you know, plays to get Design plays to get other guys the ball. And it just didn't seem like that out there in the Washington offense. It was get Jordan Reed the ball. Just look at the games that Kirk Cousins was great later in the season. Now it's getting the ball to Jordan Reed. Get the ball to, you know, maybe one deep shot on Deshaun Jackson. But besides that, you know. All right. I, I, I just don't think he's a starter.
3: I'm behind you 100%. Team. If I could guarantee you 100%. That Jordan Reed will play 16 games, (laughs) that Deshaun Jackson will play 16 games, that those guys will play 16 games, where do you rank Cousins then? Honestly. Just don't think about it as being... Twelve. Okay. How many many
1: quarterbacks in the league scored over 30 points more than he did last year? Russell not a Wilson number I expect Cam you to be able to pull it up. Pull Russell it up. But Cam the guy throws up oh, some monstrosity games. That's why I like him. I like. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying. I don't. I don't think he's last year. I think he's going to be better. I think he's ready to take that next step. And I know for a fact I'm going to be able to grab that guy in the 12th round or later. And I'm going to be sitting oh, there. I disagree. Uh, Cousins. Cousins
0: yeah. already has a higher e- ADP than Eli
1: Manning. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna. Be <laughs> in my, what I'm of saying again, okay, again, again. In, in my
0: league, in our leagues, yeah. in, our, my,
1: in our league, and we in know. my other league, yeah. there is something to be said where these quarterbacks go friggin' late. So I know that I'm gonna be able to get that guy, and it's just gonna be a, a good time. We'll see. I, I want to see the whole team play together. I want to see what the free agency—you know—they're going to let Morris go. What's going to happen here? Well, Morris they, is gone by age. I, they, they might even be getting rid of Deshaun Jackson and figuring something out there, from what I hear. And I don't love that. But all, all in all, we can move on from Cousins. Cousins is my this year boner for sure. I mean, just <laughs> and he didn't win me a championship last year. I wasn't the guy that had him in those last two weeks. Last two weeks uh, in the. Game before your championship round, and then in the championship round, he scored 35.9 points in the semifinal of your championship week, and then 30.2. He was the number two guy, then the number one guy in your playoffs. He won that a lot of championships. Lot of championships.
0: His, his stats were just so over, all over the place that I like games with four, and then games with three, and then never a game with two, and like s- 10 games with one. Like Yeah, it, it, was. It, it was. I mean, if you like the explosion factor, yes, he can give you that occasionally. But is he going to be able to do that on a more consistent basis? Or is he just going to be a guy that you don't know when to play?
3: I'm interested in what they're going to do without a pounder. They don't have Alfred Morris, and they kept trying to pound Morris, even though he sucked. But they did, at various times, just try and pound him. They don't have that this year. But Matt Jones is a big that. guy. But they're not not saying he's
1: a pounder running back, but he's a big guy. And the last thing I'll say is, when you look at Cousin's stats from last year, his first five games, he only had one touchdown in each of those games. Then all of a sudden, from there, which is normal, seemed like he he got comfortable. From that point on, it was like. There was a lot of three and four touchdown games. There was a lot of huge games. I agree there was some marginal point fantasy football. But those first six games, once he kind of got comfortable and and had it, it 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 was a different deal. The second
2: they
3: said he's the start of the best year, it's not RG3. RG3 is third on the depth chart no matter what the rest of the year. As soon as they said that, that's when he took off.
1: And now it's his team. I just think there's something he's going to go on week one and... Who knows? I just love the value I'm going to get, and I love explosion factor, guys, and I like that offense. And then
0: that's another team that should get more rushing touchdowns, though. So the same thing we're saying for Blake Bortles, you know, also applies to a bit to Kirk Cousins.
1: And that's fine. I agree. There's no question about it. But they should also score more. Yeah, potentially. (laughs) Potentially. Yeah. Let's go to the next guy. What do you guys want to talk about? Um, Philip Rivers. Yeah, Rivers. You, I cut you off with your Rivers because I wanted to. You like that, don't you?
0: <laughs> Basically, I think Phil. Somebody asked us a question on Twitter. Who's the guy who's probably being drafted outside the top fifteen that could finish top five? Philip Rivers is right on the borderline. He's a guy that I feel like could do that. Like while you guys are drafting. Kirk Cousins, I'm much more likely to draft Philip Rivers, and No, yeah. I,
3: I would still take Rivers over okay,
0: Cousins. But for example,
3: bad pick by
1: you guys. <laughs> totally disagree. Why wow, do I disagree? I mean, he's a tale, of, but he's a tale. Of, and I want to know okay, Fisher, home and road,
0: and then first half, second a, half.
1: But he's a tale of two cities. That guy, I love him if he could pull it off throughout the whole season, but. If you get him early, get rid of him because he's going to shit in the end. Oh, or if really? He sucks, because
3: he had like a string of like nineteen, twenty straight wins in December, if I remember
1: correctly. I remember the, Which is like the, the end? Best so he was the end. That, December those times. quarterback,
3: no Think doubt. There's no like discerning whether he's a first half or second half quarterback anymore because he's always been. But it's one he, or the other. Always. Yeah, maybe so. It's
1: one or the other. I'm not saying he's a first or a, a, a end. I don't know what it is, but he's a tail. He's a half. He's a half-strong, half-up. I think it was two years ago, through the first five games, he was by far unanimously the MVP of the league. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By far. And then literally after everyone's pressed and talking about him, they interviewed him on Monday Night Football at his ranch. From that moment on, literally was maybe the worst quarterback in the league for the next six weeks. He just, he can't that's why Russell Wilson is that different deal he's just he, he in these pockets of of machinery yeah he does that true. and that's the thing that scares me about him because when you start getting hot and you run with him then you're like four games so oh god he's been terrible he was so awesome when I did, wasn't playing him but anyway that's well that's my feeling with here's, him. Uh, here's a couple things that uh, things that I'm sure you'd be throwing the same things at him um, first of all
3: he dealt with injuries last year Keenan Allen injury, not... was huge. Personally,
0: or is his team...
3: <laughs> yeah, well, t- personally, the team, whatever. I mean, uh, Keenan Allen, that was obviously uh, just a, not a happy injury to happen. Um, the, uh, the guy just retired... Uh, he got injured. What, uh, what's his name? The guy, who, Malcolm would, Floyd. He, Malcolm Floyd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the guy who would get 38 for 720 yards and five touchdowns. But, touchdown a, but a big year. play when he made it. But yeah, but he stretched the defense and everything. I mean, injuries definitely hurt him a little bit. Gates was uh, banged up a bunch too, so and that uh, that definitely took a toll. Having a rookie running back who obviously. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't, it wasn't working for him. They just said uh, he couldn't get him the ball in the right spots. He couldn't score a touchdown. Whatever. He just wasn't as advertised. That definitely hurt. But he still, through the first eight weeks, was a top five quarterback in the entire league. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, and it obviously it fell off. You know, fell off a ledge. But got Keenan Allen back. Stevie Johnson will be up to speed in the offense and be. And he
0: was hurt. Th- yeah. So and
3: Stevie th- Johnson was hurt. They decide Travis Benjamin. That's a nice signing if you ask me Love as well him. That's Love a great signing He's
1: got a great back. long ball With a guy that doesn't look like he's got a powerful throw Now here's my question With him I, I, I can't think of Maybe Cutler But I can't think of a guy that's gone through More offensive coordinators uh, Faster over the last four or five years Than him Reich's gone Now they got back Wiz- shot Wiz and uh, Hunt's back. Yeah. Yeah. back in the mix so that probably actually helps him. Dunks, but he seems to always have like some new kind of system going on, but he's back to he's back to a, to he's back to a comfortable game. zone with Wizard with, with
0: Hunt. Well the last right. time Wizard Hunt was his coordinator, he completed nearly seventy seven or seventy percent of his passes yep. for uh forty five hundred yards with you know, thirty two touchdowns and eleven picks. That's sick. And
1: I yes. love I love Nothing the guy because
0: right
1: I love I love him because he's a competitor. I love I love I'm a big a Chargers fan. I love the guy. I know that you've had him on your teams a lot. Is he is he a guy that's on championship teams? I'm worried about that. I just don't know if I've ever seen a league across so. all my leagues. And I'm not saying it's it's quarterback brings the championships, but I'm just wondering if he's that guy that uh, is going to be on your team that that's a championship quarterback. Pretty not enough. not, and I'm talking fantasy. Honestly, I'm talking fantasy, yeah, not not, not not real NFL. And that's the only thing about him, because if you guys are willing to pick him over some of the guys that have a higher ceiling, that showed last year they could even be a championship team. I just wonder with him, as awesome as those those pockets can be, and as much as I love, but him what as if a those pockets
0: come in weeks sixteen, fifteen, and sixteen? Like it's really risky to play them. The thing is, you're gonna
1: you're gonna feel happy about playing. Philip Rivers, well,
0: yeah, you, because Philip Rivers is a guy who, like, Hurst Cousins, can throw four touchdowns in a game. Who, who this this team will give him if the run game is struggling? They will give him fifty passing attempts. They'll give him the opportunity to throw touchdowns to Antonio Gates. They'll give him the ability to take deep shots to Travis Benjamin. They'll give him you know Keenan Allen catching what? What did he catch? Fifteen passes in a game last year. I think Keenan Allen, like, the was loss 20. of him was
1: huge. He was about to be. All world. It was about to put one of the best fantasy football wide receiver seasons ever. Yeah, he was gonna, was, he was gonna, it was actually more than twenty. <laughs> Might have, I think he finished with 20, almost eight hundred yards yeah. when he was done. I yeah. mean, that wasn't like how many
0: eight games maybe? Yeah. Half the season.
3: Here's I think here's a here's a big factor that pretty much nobody will see, but I'll mention it right here and you guys will understand when I when I say this. Ken Wizenott is just coming back. So what he does is he tries to establish the run. And he wants to get this the running game guy. exactly. He wants to get this running game back on track. He wants. He does see the talent in Melvin Gordon. I do too. I, th- I think the talent's there. I just don't think it was right last year. Things were uh, uh, completely disarrayed. He's, he's thrown in the wrong situation as a rookie. But you're under his belt, he's. He, I think he's a lot better than people think. Wisdom Hunt's going to try and get him going. They also have Woodhead right there, so it's going to be a run first offense possibly for that first half. But. What happens with Rivers in a hunt offense, usually, is he always performs best in the second half. And that's when it's going to really turn on for Rivers. And I think that that's when you're going to want Rivers is the second half, not the first half. First half, they're going to get that run back on, back on track, which is what they're better at. I, the, usually, the best San Diego teams have a good running offense, and they haven't had that. They just didn't have that last year, and it was tough to play. So he's going to get that on track. As soon as that gets going, Gordon gets in the mix. Woodhead is going to be Woodhead. That's when it's going to open up. Keenan Allen, I, 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 Travis Benjamin will take the top off. It'll just it'll be a lot of fun to watch eventually. If
1: you ask me. I hope so. The only thing I remember from last season, and I wasn't a guy that had Rivers on any of my teams, or a or a guy that started him, but I did have Woodhead, and I, I liked the the bolts a lot. There was something... And I hope this changes. And I hope it's why... Hunt and a lot of change. But there was something about those games. Watching Rivers. And it's because he's so demonstrative. And so animated. And yeah. you, he wears it on his shoulder. But like... Those games that they were losing... And like come down to the final play. They were like... Demoralizing. Like yeah. the team just always just seemed to be like... Whether they were just getting slaughtered... Or they almost got it. But just not close enough... I just have vivid memories of, like, Rivers just, like, taking that helmet off. And you look at him and be like, there is not a guy that is more disheveled right now. They just lost, whether it was a close game or a... And those kind of things stick with me a little bit. And I'm just going to say that. And that's kind of been the way the team's been over the course of the last handful of years. They're not good. And we talk about on these shows and on our draft kit and... It's better to take a quarterback, take players that are on good teams, and there's just something about that team that's not good, and it, and it, and it parlays into some, some of the reasons why, while I love him, I'm going to stay away from him from a fantasy perspective, and I just remember literally the end of three games where it was like, took off his helmet, and you're like, that guy wants to cry right now. He can't. Because there's just five cameras on him right now. But holy crap, he's saying right now, he's look, he wants to look up at the owners, he wants to look at the city, he wants to do something and be like, why? I'm so awesome. I'm a great player, but why do I not have the talent around me via injury, via being in a smaller market? And that scares me a little.
0: I just have concerns about... like Once you get into this range, you don't get the guys on 12 and 4 teams. These are the guys you have to take. I mean, the same thing could be said of Kirk Cousins, but... You know, I don't think Washington's going to be a very good football team. No, that's no you're me. right. I
1: don't think I don't think Sandy was be a good But you never see work. them like looking like he's like, oh my God. It doesn't look like Pop Warner against fucking uh, varsity football. Ah,
0: ever. Every year but last year, Washington has looked like that.
1: Well, that's why I like it. True. Progression, movement, I agree. But that's the movement in the right direction. Rivers, Rivers will give you some world-beating games. He I will. know. Yeah. I know. No and doubt.
0: This team suffered through so many injuries last year. Can but they seem to sort of have a lot of injuries every year. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that's concerning. I don't know if they spend too much time running on the beach or what.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next guy. Should we do a Derek
0: Carr?
3: Sure. Yeah. See a Chris Long sign with uh, the Patriots. He did. he
0: did not, but I like it. Yeah.
1: Wow. So Maybe that's, that's why you knew they, they were grabbing him before they that's shipped. That's why uh, they to uh, Chandler yep. Jones out. Yeah. Stay healthy, buddy. Stay healthy. Yep. Uh, Derek Carr. Let's go. I think, you know, the one thing you read about a lot this week, and it's a great movement and heading in the right direction. Free agents want to sign with them. The team's looking a lot better. It's a, it was a joke of the league for literally 15, 20 years. Um, and that's changing. There's a change of guard going on with this team. Hopefully Derek Carr, I'm a little worried. I think I'm going to stay away and I'm just going to shush. But hopefully he progresses But I I, I could see him going higher than he should, and then being a dud. Um, I'll throw
3: this out there, Uh, and I I agree with you. I I think he's a better real life leader than he is fantasy quarterback.
1: Great way to put it.
3: Um, And I think that's just what it is with him. He's got he's got some talent around him. I mean, I think I'm actually listen. I I I know you guys like your uh, Marty Cooper and Crabtree, whatever. I'm actually I'm a big fan of Seth Roberts. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, I, I I like that guy a lot. I think that guy's got some uh, some chutzpah out there that you don't often see out of a third receiver. And I think it's great that they re-signed him into that three-year deal. So, I mean, I, I think he's got some weapons to play with out there, But uh, especially with Wolford and everything, too. But Carr, is, he's just more of a keep it steady. Yeah, I'll throw up some a, a couple, few really good games, but he'll also shit the bet on you, and he'll end up with QB two stats. That uh, you know, I'm glad he was my backup, and hopefully, when I had to sit my number one QB, uh, he does something for me. I, that that's what that's what I get out of him. I, I don't know if you're much different off of me
0: there. I, I I don't know what to think about Derek Carr. Like I like him he was so hot through portions of the season. He, remember, he got injured in that first game, so yeah. he had pretty awful numbers there. But then outside of that, he went on a little bit of a hot spell, got cold. He's a hot and cold guy. So, but he's also, like Phillip Rivers, they both have Casey and Denver on the schedule. And those are two of the best defenses in the NFL, which scare me a little bit. Uh, and their games against those guys were not great. Uh, and he seems like a guy who only catches or has games where he only needs to throw for 150 yards. And then he has games where he'll throw for 350 yards and a couple touchdowns. Like that, That's what sort of scares me is there doesn't seem like a baseline of every week he is going to pass for 250 yards and a score.
3: And it seems to me their defense is getting better.
1: Yeah, by I the mean, day well, almost. Khalil yeah.
0: Mack out there
1: is going to make. serving now too. Yeah, and a good point. That's a great point. And also to think about it, as far as explosion factor, it's probably the least explosive wide receiver crew in the world. Yeah, I like your Seth. We know I like a Krabby Patty. I like Amari Cooper, but these guys are not. Other than that one game where we saw against San Diego, where Crabtree lit it up, these guys are just not explosive, big touchdown, big yards guys.
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's they don't have uh, uh, John Jet anymore
1: or, or <laughs> some of those, John some Jett? Of... <laughs> Who was that guy Jet? That was yeah, J- was it John? Jett? Uh, it John? J- I don't know. I can't remember. That's hilarious. Yeah, but he he was a quick. <laughs> they had another little quick. They had all the, that was back uh, when uh, when when Al Davis alive. Yeah, just like, get we're gonna this trash star. I saw this guy on ABC <laughs> a track last weekend. I. I'm going to turn him, him into a football I saw player. I'm being a cheetah. trap that fucking guy. I'm going to turn him into a football player.
0: Yeah. I mean, with Derek Carr, like, are they going to just... You know, James I mean, Jet is what I'm saying. James yeah, Jet. that sounds Are pretty. they going to run a slower-paced offense, or are they going to let it fly? Because if they let it fly on a consistent basis, everybody would be in love with this team. It's just, I'm not sure if they're going to. And they didn't seem to play well as a team early in the season when they sort of let it fly a lot. So we'll see if that becomes more of a reserved offense or they start chucking it because that's going to be a big difference. But, you know, just he had 32 touchdowns and 13 picks, so I think the touchdowns are definitely there. I'm just worried about his yards because he's not going to be a guy who really rushes for anything. You know, he's not going to score you many rushing touchdowns. He's not going to rush for like 200 rushing yards. So that that's something that concerns me a little bit, and you know his completion percentage was only sixty one percent. But you know Amari Cooper had awful hands last year; he seemed to drop everything. And then there was other guys who you know didn't you know catch the ball great. So Amari fell fell off actually. Yeah, I mean to be he had injuries at the end of the season, and that definitely like if you looked at the last five games for Derek Carr, pretty unspectacular man. Like. Uh, I think he finished 20th among quarterbacks. He did. I mean,
1: listen, he's,
3: got, he's the, the potential's there to have great games, but the, you're right. It's offense-dependent. What are they going to do? Are they, I, the thing is, I'm actually interested in what they do with the second running back position. Mm-hmm. If they have to depend on Murray to carry the load and be just it in the backfield again, Carr might actually be uh, pretty darn good because... He can't do that. uh, Tavius Murray is not a guy who can carry it 20, 25 times a game or or get 20, 25 touches a game. They need to have somebody else there. If they get a good second back that can catch passes, that actually might do well for Carr. But in general, he's a QB2 that you'll get some good stuff out of and
1: potentially better. Who knows? Who should we talk about next, Ryan or Dalton? Mariota. Mariota. (laughs) Dalton. Burn through Mariota. Hot. Do it. We know love, you love him.
0: He's got a ton of wide receivers to throw to. A ton of tight ends to throw to. A, a a nice running back to throw to now. A running game that has to be at least more respectable than what they were throwing out there last year. Uh, Offensive-minded head coach who should let him run a little bit more, as we saw, sort of down the stretch. I, I just think... You know, his ability to run, his ability to throw, his ability to be accurate, and his ability to throw, you know, some big touchdown games in there gives him a lot of upside next season. Like, he's a guy who has explosion factor. He had two 30-point games last season. Uh, He did have, you know, some other big games there, but if you look at, you know, the last couple, you know, they weren't great. He got injured in one and then struggled a little bit against the Jets, but he's just got... A little bit of refinement due to this, his game to where he's going to add some bulk this offseason. And this offensive line should be much improved, especially if they go out there and add, you know, potentially with the top overall pick.
4: What's they
3: saying? I think one of the biggest things that, uh, that, that we're going to see with this team is sustained drives, which is something that couldn't do very well last year. You get a DeMarco Murray working in there and working him with the fourth easiest rushing schedule. That is going to play a big factor. Just to be able to move the chain, to keep things rolling, get uh, Mariota closer, to get somebody like a Dorio, a Green Beckham, uh, a you know, a high edge touchdown, or a or a. Get a Delaney Walker or even one of the you know, the news sign and get Rashad Matthews, who is actually kind of a playmaker. He can make some plays out there. Or I mean obviously Kendall Wright can do whatever he wants out there. They just haven't used him correctly yet.
1: Finally now so. that everyone's down on him, don't you think that he might be the guy that all of a sudden lives up to potential?
3: I mean yeah. I would he's basically the definition of a like a deep sleeper right now. Yeah. Where you just, everybody is just completely off his jock. Nobody's even thinking about grabbing him. But now, yeah. Now, now, there's, now, there's now that, is when yeah. it might happen.
1: Quick thing that I'll say about the one thing I love about Marcus is don't you think he's working his bells off to become have his sophomore season be remarkable, knows that the team's trying to put the things in position for him. And I love that because I just don't think there's ever a time throughout this guy's whole career that he's not going to be working as hard as he can to maximize that unbelievable talent. He's a, he's a gym rat. He's got that Kobe Bryant natural, God-given athleticism. He's got that Kobe Bryant, let me maximize it. He he does. I I don't know if it's Kobe. I would compare him to, but yeah, no,
3: it's not. Well, actually, uh, that's a pretty good comparison, actually. That that that's fine. I just I I don't I don't see him as a. I don't know if I I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he might be a Russell Wilson type guy. In the end, I don't know. He might be. It's gonna. we'll, we'll see as the years go on. But yeah, he is a gym Red. He's somebody who does want to maximize uh, the position that he's put himself in, to be quite yeah. honest. I mean, he has worked his ass off to get to where he is, and yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, It's and it's great to see a guy like this do that. I think he just keeps jumping up charts, and it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up in like the top 15. Yeah, I mean... It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest bit if he was a top 15. QD. I
0: think he's also got one of those guys who could be like top five if he gets, if those rushing touchdowns just come together, he rushes for like... He's one of those guys you could draft, Next year, like, I if the rushing touchdowns go because that's going to be the big difference. Like, can he be a player who rushes for, you know, 500-ish yards on the season? Six TDs. Five, six TDs. And then that puts him in, like, the Russell Wilson. That, that's like the Russell Wilson, you know, category a couple of years ago, because you know he's going to be accurate with his passes. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be the Russell Wilson of last year, definitely, but is he the Russell Wilson of two years ago where he's like the quarterback who's drafted as 15 and finishes like 8?
3: Three, yeah, three three years ago. Not two years ago. But three yeah. years ago I could see him being like around 8, 9, uh, 7, 6 range. Sure. What's the SOS that he's got
1: going? Uh, mediocre. 17. 17. Right in the middle. One, one last thing and I say we move on to the next player. Wouldn't it be fun to have him as your quarterback? Absolutely. Being so awesome.
0: many team names.
1: Just like so, <laughs> team names are great. Just watching that guy, and being like you know, he could get that thirty-point game. I don't think there's going to be that many duds. I think this is going to, but yeah, he's just like an exciting guy. Where it's like, hey, I'm running with with uh, Marcus this year, and it's going to be fun to watch the games. It's game in it's long. weird you say that, and we should definitely move on after this statement. But
3: it's weird you say that because you pretty much say that Russell Wilson's the most boring guy to have. I mean, you want him on your team, but you don't want to start him. You just, you know, you just, just don't want to play against him. You just,
1: you, I like a Russell Wilson. I just, but he's like the same guy almost. I like a Russell Wilson. I, I would always play <laughs> you know what I'm him. Saying? I, I, I'm drafted to Russell Wilson. I think in, in our league the last three years. So because I obviously he just like dropped him. so far because nobody wants him. He yeah, gets, gets, he's gets the them. best player on the board. It's like Jesus. Okay, I got to take him. I do like the guy, but I hate Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> give you two. I'll give you that I hate the Seahawks I'm a Niner guy uh, I do like the Titans I like Nashville And I don't know Just in general I think You know me I'm a heart fantasy football guy Some I want to have A couple guys On my team That I love Because if it's just about Taking the best value And I'm sitting there With a wide receiver crew Of Dudes that aren't the kind of guy that I would wear a jersey for, or aren't the kind of guy that I want to create the best pyro character for, or aren't the kind of guys I want to have uh, pyro stash do a sick graphic for—it it, just—it's it, less exciting for me. I know that's stupid, and I probably lost a lot of seasons because of that. But I want guys I love, and it, I feel like I, like I like—I feel like Mark, us three, all really like Marcus. And usually, for me, I like more of a flamboyant or not. More of a <laughs> Flamboyant's the wrong word. More of a, more of a, but yeah, but more, honestly, more of a brown acid. Type no, on, honestly, like more of a, more of a ballsy, risque, kind of like big shit talker. I, I like that kind of guy more. Where he, this guy's the most fucking boring dude in the league. He is, he is it's literally so the most boring Hawaiian in the league. Where he's like, what are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm gonna go have Taco Bell and go watch video and try and become a better footballer. Okay, no, I'm gonna it's... go call Vance yeah, up. <laughs> I'm
3: gonna go cut myself up a salad off of the head of lettuce that is when you <laughs> I
0: just went mean, and bought. right, I, I all right, Italian all Italian all right. let's talk day. about a very flamboyant guy, in Andy Dalton. Valverde Val- is flamboyant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I have this weird picture of like Colin Kaepernick dropping off the. You know, the the crate that he was carrying behind him. And Mariona stepping over, picking it up, and dropping along. It's just the weirdest combo that you just had there. It was
1: basically Krapernick <laughs> to Mariona. <laughs> I'm a weird guy.
0: You're a weird guy, Ace. <laughs> well, speak, move on. Speaking of Andy Dalton, who was a top five quarterback before being injured in week 14 against Pittsburgh. Uh, Yeah, like... I, is it sustainable? They've lost Marvin Jones. They lost Mohammed Sadu. Tyler Eifert's not a picture of health all the time. They do have the two running backs. They lost Hugh Jackson. It seems like there's a lot of big questions. And the question I face the biggest most
1: biggest meltdown that I can remember in the history of playoff football was our last game.
0: Yeah, it wasn't that? It wasn't Andy Dalton playing. I I
1: got you. But it's the team in general. has got a little bit of a, a cloud over. Like.
0: I'm just worried that the offense is going to change in some ways. Like, how are they going to run this offense? Is it going to be more of a rushing attack with Jeremy Hill and then using Gio in only a third down roll? or is it going to be this mix and match stuff that they did last season? Because you look at you know Jeremy Hill's numbers last season, rushing attempts were virtually identical to his rookie year. The only thing that was different is his rushing attempt or his rushing average. So. You look at it, and you have some concerns about, is this offense going to run through Andy Dalton like it did last season, or is it going to run through the uh, run game like it did two seasons ago when he averaged 13 fantasy points? Which is it? Because this is a guy who's had ups and downs in his career. He's had a season where he's finished as a top-ten quarterback. He's had a season where, when healthy, he was a top, what, four guy? I think think going
1: going into last year, I think he was five or six. Yeah. He finished 14 at five or six. Yeah. Here's my thing. Listen, first of all, incredibly easy
3: schedule. For yeah. Him. So he's got the the, the four week schedule. I just, who the fuck's he passing it to? I mean, yeah. AJ Green's gonna be doubled every to every play. James Wright. Do you even know who that is?
1: Probably is that, not. Is, their is that, is that one of the right Wright brothers? Yeah. Is it that is. why we're we, we're able to fly around? It is. The he's, he's, he's
3: white. First of all, James Wright is white, and he's (laughs) 5'2". That's their number two receiver right now, and he's an acrobat. So, I mean, that's what they're looking at. They got A.J. Green, Brandon Tate. I mean, they have nothing right now.
0: I I think they're going to be a team that drafts a guy. We talked about that a little bit on the podcast last week. Like, this is a team that usually they don't have a major gaping hole where they can take the best player available. I don't think they can do that shit this year. I think they got to draft a wide receiver. Period. Plain and simple. And there's
3: nobody else out there right now that's worth signing that's going to make that big of a difference. The
0: thing the is, was, gone. was Sanu worth $7 million with Marvin no. Jones worth $8 of million?
3: No, <laughs> no, <of course>. no, <laughs> let him go. Absolutely not. But they had no backup plan going yep. into this offseason. Plain and simple. So they're definitely drafting... And maybe they're depending on... Maybe they go and get a Nate Washington. I don't know. That would basically fill the... Go get a Roddy Martin White. Role. Hey, does? later.
1: You take Sanu, we'll take Roddy White. I'd rather have Roddy White any day of the week. Yeah, man. I mean, Roddy, yeah. sure. Hey, I'm not saying that's the difference maker. You got to go in the draft and take some guys and get some talent. But there are still some randoms, I guess, they can get. But
3: <laughs> you're right. They have an easy schedule. If they had a, something backing up A.J. Green... Right now, and believe me, I listen. I know I, I love Eifert too. And the guys, the guy's great, but wow, holy fucking injuries, man! Can this guy stay
1: healthy for a year? And the volume was so no, and the volume and was the so, volume, low, so low. The, the you touchdown, touchdown regression. He, it, it, when you look that up in the Stags Fantasy Football Dictionary, yeah. it's got Eifert's picture.
0: Yep, yep. period. And the thing is, I also think he only threw seven interceptions in thirteen games. His previous career. Lowe was thirteen in his rookie year, yeah, exactly. so he's going to throw more interceptions. He's not a guy who likes to take care of the ball. Like the question is, how does the offense fluctuate? Because we've got a new offensive coordinator, and is this going to be sort of a, that uh, an offense that runs through Andy Dalton first, runs through AJ Green, runs you know through Eifert, or is it completely different like we've seen in the past?
1: Well, they got, they got a good schedule that's in their favor, but wouldn't you say that a year ago, right now, where we kind of knew, we knew the Bengals were going to be in a good place. They had Hill, they had uh, Bernard, they have, you know, A.J. with top five wide receivers in the league, they had all these, they had Marvin, finally healthy, They there was a lot of, and finally Eifert was coming back, they had a lot of consistency, non-change, yeah. and when that happens, things are, are, are more fluid. It's the exact opposite of that a year later. And so, we're smart to be so weary. We're smart to be weary. playoff game? Oh, yeah. happens? Maybe, maybe it, it? does. But <laughs> well, we're weary of them from a fantasy perspective, and we should be. Because it's just, last year I was like, wow, this is one of the few teams that has kind of had Sloan, nothing's really changed, and everyone's growing and getting better and becoming better football players. Now it's just like, all right, we got, like you said, gaping holes. So let's move on to the next one. Dalton and I think that whole team, I think from an offensive skilled position standpoint, free agency and the NFL draft uh, coming up are hyper important for the Bengals. Fully agreed. Valverde. 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 Go ahead and
3: talk up your
0: uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, T-Mobbs! T-Mobile? I like T-Mobile a little bit. I mean, he's just... He was very efficient early in the season. He completed a ton of passes to a ton of different receivers. And then like, fuck this, let's chuck it and let's throw it to Sammy Watkins. And, you know, Tyrod exploded a little bit. He's got the ability to run with his legs. He didn't, you know, do great there last year, but he finishes a top 15... Uh, quarterback last year on the strength of 568 rushing yards and four scores he missed two games so he's a guy who averaged 19 fantasy points a week you know he he missed two games so great he's a great streaming option he's a guy who's going late in drafts where he's going to be a value uh he's consistently you know completing passes and this defense wasn't all that great last year he can have games with 28, 29 points. He didn't have very many with 30 last year, but he's got that sort of ability to throw three touchdown passes, and he's got that ability to throw in you know, 76 or 79-yard rushing games. He's just got that ability to do different things to diversify his skills. Like I feel like when you have a rushing quarterback, your, your floor is so much higher because he's going to give you – you know, 40 rushing yards a game, and you're going to be like, well, there's four extra points. You know, he was efficient, only... Six picks last year. He's sort of a guy who they think is a heady guy who's going to take care of the ball. So, He's
1: a leader. The team loves him. The Ryan Ryan's behind him fully. I, I,
0: I just love Sammy Watkins. Yep. Beyond that, you know Robert Woods is all right. You know Charles Clay is a nice piece. They got they're, more
1: running back situation than anybody in the league.
0: All the running backs can catch the ball. Like I hear they're going to re-sign Percy Harvin. If, I mean. Percy Harvin was good over the first couple of weeks of it the season. W- it wouldn't hurt. I mean, the depth behind, you know, Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods with Hogan now gone, it's not much to speak of. I mean, you've got Marquise Goodwin who's never really proven anything. Actually, he's, I, I mean,
1: think he's hurt again.
0: Yeah, I, 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 they've got a lot of questions after their top two receivers, and I don't know if Robert Woods is really a two. Well,
1: let's be honest with, with, with Ty and I like this in his favor. This is a guy that barely... Shouldn't still be in the NFL in many ways. For out of uh, what Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. shouldn't be in the league not because of his skill set, but just because a lot of players like him prior would have been out of the league by now. Yeah. Found a spot, coming back, hardworking guy. Rex is like, you know what? I've loved what I've seen out of this guy. Brought him, paid dividends for him in that new t- in that new team. There's the talents at all positions, like we have talked about, and. He's just got that kind of metal, I think, to, that, that he's going to be there unless in the draft they go after quarterback, whatever. I just feel like, and I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like this guy's, again, confidence. There's a lot of players that we're talking about today at the quarterback position that were like, could easily have just been written off. And when they're not, that gives you a sense of, all right, teams behind me, I've got to do whatever it takes. And I think he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to put in the work. He's got the locker room behind him. He's got the staff behind him, and this is one of those stories—a Tiki Barber story. It's a—it's a Kurt Warner story. It's a—it's a story of a guy that could probably easily have been out of the league, but he has that fortitude to, to stay in the league, and that's why I love him because he's so a guy. He, he, he's he's a worker and the kind of guy that's everything. The fact that he's a starting quarterback, the hardest position in sports, on a thirty-two team league, it shows a lot about him. He what is he five five ten? Yeah, true. No, you're <laughs> he's, right. He's a running oh. black quarterback. He's never right. had a cannon. He's not, all these things are such deterrence, but yet he is a starting quarterback in the league and. That's impressive, and that's a reason why I think that he could—he t- was awesome last year in many regards. He can take that next step and be a guy that's going to be in the league for the next five years and be the be Buffalo's best
0: quarterback for the last 15 years. I mean, let's remember, he wasn't the starter at the beginning of the season last year because Matt Castle officially took the first snap yeah. and earned a bonus— of fifty four dollars and sixty eight cents for that one cent <laughs> snap, the lowest bonus in the NFL last year.
4: Wait, fifty
1: four dollar bonus? Fifty four
0: dollars and sixty eight cents.
1: Well, that shows me. That, what are you that about shows it? me that Tyrod's they did that on purpose because I bet you Tyrod's bonus was a lot bigger.
0: I have no idea. I have no What way. happened
1: to the one guy that was on the, uh, that, that slipped and, uh, oh God, what's his name? The dude that was on the Eagles for a while. That Khan, the being with a K, the white quarterback is out of the Kai league. Cos- no. Ty Cole? Cos- uh, what was this Kafka? No. Cole? Kafka? Kafka? No. I love Kafka, he's a Northwestern guy. Ah, uh, the dude that was the uh,
0: the. This is not going
1: anywhere. Yeah, You're
0: yeah. not giving us
1: compliments. <laughs> <help> he's <laughs> out of the league now, but he, he wiped out on his cleats and he like got injured before the preseason. He was the
0: Eagles' oh. quarterback, Cole Khan.
1: Sorry, <laughs> let's move on.
0: Uh, so the next quarterback to talk about after Tyrod,
1: you know, he's a guy. He's a boar hunter.
0: Yeah, you're
1: killing me. <laughs> I, with this. Know, he, no, I can tell. Yeah. Dog, oh. dogs, let's, let's talk, full. Let's fact. talk about oh, the. I mean, OCD, not ADD.
0: Let's, yeah. Let's talk about the mats. Let's talk about Matt Ryan, and Matt Stafford. You know, two guys with some big question marks. One after a down season, and one after a pretty fucking good season, and the retirement of you know arguably a top five receiver over the last ten years. So.
1: Which I've one never had Stafford on any of my fantasy football teams. I never will. And um, <laughs> You're pretty happy about I'm that. I'm st- holding steady. There's nothing that's changing there. I think that team scares the piss out of me. Marvin Jones is a terrible signing. He's a mediocre player. He'll have two good games. But anybody that drafts him and he'll go way too high will be let down. Tate, while well, he's got some great aspects to his game, all right, Stafford is just a winger, a slinger, a, a, a turnover machine. <laughs> yeah, and the running back situation there, as much as I like it, it's I'm staying away from that team. The only thing I think they've got going for them is I feel like, aren't they going to maybe, they're bolstering up their offensive line. They might be uh, signing the dude from uh, a coon or whatever from Seattle. I'm, I'm staying away from that team. I'll have zero players on that team.
0: That's not necessarily a bad thing, but Stafford's a guy who can give you some, you know, decent games. He can give you five touchdown games. He can give you a, a string of games with. To end the season last year, his touchdowns were five, two, two, three, two, three. He had a pretty, you know, nice string and seemed to put it together. He had a career high completion percentage through thirty-two touchdown passes, the second highest total of his career. You know, threw for forty two hundred yards. I I can't talk myself into it. I no,
3: mean, dude, he, I was he, gonna say you he, want the dependency factor.
0: He's like a QB two who's interesting. Like if you're the last guy who absolutely took quarterback and you took Stafford, you're not completely boned. I mean that's that's the best I thing I number can one.
3: Yeah, I think you're fucked as hell. I think you are absolutely screwed if you take Stafford as your number one. So screwed. Golden.
1: K. Kevin Cobb. I, I just I Kevin just, Cobb is who I was talking about. Kevin Cobb, absolutely. That's <laughs> it. It's nice. Sorry, had a Yeah. If you have that. Stafford on your team again, I think I feel like it's a little bit similar to that Rivers. You're not going to win the championship. Golden Tate is a frady cat wide receiver too. That
3: guy can't go over the middle as a wide receiver too with protection like Calvin Johnson. Now his protection is Marvin Jones. Yeah. Yeah. You're they're screwed. I mean, I think they bring sorry, Stafford draft. is 100% dependent upon just the threat of Calvin Johnson being on the field. Yeah. Without the threat of Calvin Johnson on the field, he's, it's over.
0: The thing is, with Jim Bob Cooter, he did average like 20 and a half fantasy points a game. So he's getting, but the thing is, that was with Calvin Johnson. What is this offense going to be like? It wasn't it when Calvin, Calvin was hurt. Huh?
1: Was that when Calvin was hurt?
0: Well, Calvin was hurt when Jim Bob Cooter it, it spanned that. Where
1: would you put Matt Ryan without
3: Julio Jones? With uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll give you Roddy White from three years ago, and uh, let's let's give him let's give him this yeah, I'll, I'll
1: give you hey, Marvin Marvin Jones. Give him Hardy. Okay, Marvin uh, Jones. I'll
3: give you Marvin Jones and Roddy White.
0: Right where I ranked them right now. Quarterback nineteen.
3: There
1: you
0: go. <laughs> Where do you Never got it, dog?
3: The best you're gonna get out of out of Stafford.
0: Dogs got
1: Ryan, and I know you've changed them, but I'm just going by. Oh, I you have them as 23 and 24 right now. You had, you had him 22 before. I'm higher. I'm at 15. Ugh. Um,
0: <laughs> on Stafford or Ryan?
1: Ryan. Okay. Sorry. I think we just move on from Stafford. There's uh, no reason to talk about yeah, him. Just, Do you want
0: I, to talk about Matt Ryan? Because no, he, I want to
1: talk about him for 20 seconds.
0: He's the one guy who had an interesting downturn in his career. All of a sudden, he's averaged 28 to 32 passing touchdowns a year, and then last year, boom, you know, 21 with 16 picks, and then just tons of turnovers. I test.
1: I test worst player regression I've ever seen in my life it was the worst change of offense i've ever seen the offense. we love some
0: Kyle Shanahan you can't say that the, <laughs> the, the
3: offensive game plan was just awful it worked well for julio yeah <laughs> That's just fine yeah. just worked terrible for the qb and the whole entire rest of the offense that's not true the running game took a great leap as yeah. a matter of fact and the running games actually get get a bigger leap with the offense with the offensive line signings so i I don't know, I just don't see Ryan getting better, especially with
0: Here's the thing. Play calling was questionable in the red zone. Everybody said it. Yeah, Julio yeah. Julio said it. Because Matt Ryan's stats all over the board are virtually virtually identical to every other season of his career, except for touchdowns. Jones, yes. And that's it. So if he's back up throwing, you know, twenty-eight to thirty touchdowns, he's gonna be like in today's day and age, that's not great. Let's remember. Well, five years ago, that would have been a QB ten-ish.
4: Ten to eleven yeah, maybe yeah, seven. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well that's the best he's ever finished in his career is QB seven. So Matt Ryan, you know, he's gonna score you like eighteen fantasy points a week, maybe. That's if the touchdowns get back there. I mean, they're a team, you know, Mohammed is not a wide receiver too. You know, Justin Hardy, I don't think is a wide receiver too, even though they are hyping that guy up so much. Jacob no. Tammy's not a tight, a tight end one. you know. They, it's Julio and then Devonta, who's one of the best pass-catching backs in the league for all his shortcomings for being short. Uh, but he's very very adept at a, as a pass catcher. So, they've But boosted, this is also a run-first offense in the red zone, which is a major problem. They've
3: boosted the offensive line, too, which makes a big difference because their uh, rushing schedule is a lot easier than their passing schedule. So I, I see them running Devonta uh, still quite a bit. And Plus they yeah, and, and Coleman. I mean, they developed Coleman a little bit to get him going, and he seems like he's going to be fine as a number two. I mean, those two are going to have a, a, a decent year as a combo. It's going to. I mean, Julio and Ryan will be Julio will be fine off of what Ryan does, but Ryan won't be fine off of what the offense does. So
0: you think Ryan's like QB twenty ish? He's, yeah, like he's, he's back in like, QB two. <laughs> okay. And this is a way down. Game. And this I was is the this...
3: highest on him. Yeah. I always loved my ride. and it's terrible to see what what's happened at that offense. I, not terrible because actually it could succeed. The offense itself could succeed off of it. I think that Devonta is as is a great fit in that offense, and that uh, combination with Coleman is going to work fine, especially with the, the the schedule matchups. But in general, for fantasy purposes, the passing game is taking a downturn. Plain simple, for
1: sure. Let's move on to the next dude. What do you guys want to talk about here? Should we do uh, another
0: Ryan or
1: Jameis? We could do both. Uh, the Jameis, Ryan, there's Cutler, Oswald, or whatever.
0: Michael. Let's just avoid let's, the guys who haven't signed yet, like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because Let's kind of just, to let's just breeze through. Yeah, so let's breeze be through. Completely,
3: completely conjecture.
1: So let's so, just do okay. Tannehill, Winston, Cutler. Okay. Go with bre- Yeah, and breeze through them. I'm not even going to say anything. Go with who? Tannehill? Go with Tannehill.
0: Uh, Adam Gase is apparently the quarterback whisperer, new. No. He had a successful season with some guy named Jay Cutler, who I think blows balls. Uh, the weapons there are fairly good. I mean, Devonta Parker's a guy who should be taking a step forward. Jarvis Landry is a reliable target. They got Jordan Cameron to take a pay cut, which is always nice. Jay Ajayi showed some major flashes. He's a guy who looks like he can run the ball between the tackles as well as catch it. Damien Williams, you know, being his sort of backup has shown he could catch it a little bit too there. You know, this, this offense has pieces. You know, Kenny Stills on the outside, even though he can't throw deep, you know, maybe they can get some yak out of him. Uh, Gase is the major question mark as play caller. How is he going to sort of mesh with Ryan Tannehill? I mean, Tannehill's a guy that's hard to rank in my opinion. Like, if you ranked him at 12, I'd be like, okay. If you ranked him at twenty-four, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like sure. I, we the thing is his numbers are like just frustrating, and watching him play is even more frustrating, Ryan Tannehill, so he's not a guy I'm gonna have on any of my teams, like I'd much rather have Jameis personally. But yeah, he's gonna throw for, you know, forty two hundred yards on the season, might throw for twenty eight touchdowns. Like he's gonna be very similar to Matt Ryan.
3: Okay, uh, I agree. Here, here's my assessment. Tannehill has shown that he doesn't work well under the pressure of a tough game, of a tough defense. He does well against bad defenses, but against great tough defenses, I've seen him have maybe two, two good games out of like tw- 12 against really good defenses. Otherwise, he usually just shits the bed. They have the fifth toughest schedule in the league. When he had the easiest schedule in the league three years ago, we all had up. him up there, and he was awesome. And and he awesome kid, but he
1: still should have been better. And he still could
3: have been a little bit better, for sure. But he was still young, yeah. so I'll give him that. Yeah. Just, just growing pains or whatever. But the next year, last year, kind of shit the bed quite a bit. And he had a, a lot tougher schedule. This year, it's even tougher of a schedule. So I I can't put him up there. Although I do like the gaze factor. I think that definitely helps. Uh, it's just, uh, it's especially without the... Jai
0: He's a question mark I mean It's a a question
3: mark
1: Looks good the the looks good On the Toughest rushing schedule In the league So I don't They have the toughest one Toughest rushing schedule In the entire league That's just uh, It's Let's move on from Tannehill. Tannehill. I think the one thing, there's always so much press about Tannehill, whether it's the way he treats these practice players, the way he prepares, the way he's gotten uh, GMs and coaches fired. It seems like everything, his girlfriend girlfriend leaving fucking semi-automatic rifles in rental cars. It just seems like there's a lot of, here's not it's not hearsay it's the wrong word a lot of uh, um headlines. W- 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 headlines a lot of peripheral talk and chatter about this guy and his shortcomings and it it's never his problem. It's always everyone else's issue. He's still the starting quarterback he's still there, he's still the one who's got the uh holding the key to the uh to the Miami Dolphins' city. I worry about that because at, with gays coming down there, you know, he said, "If this fucking guy Tanhill's not my guy, I'm pulling him. Make I'm to out. Him. I don't care if we're shitty this season. I'm yanking him, and it's gonna be fucking Matt Moore, and we'll draft a quarterback high next season." They did and, just
3: resign Matt Moore today. Yeah, that and the and good.
1: the offense, the the the, uh, the the team to get him would be like, "You got it." So we'll see. I'm scared about the way he's a leader of men, and uh, it could it I do could employ like talent though. I know he's athletic as hell. I do like that type of talent, but yeah, we we'll I, I don't know if he's a leader. We'll move on. Okay, uh, next on who do Winston, go. I think you said it enough. Like that's, I, we all like Winston, but if he's got the it's, hardest
3: schedule, it's, it's going to be he's difficult. He's not going to be the same quarterback he was last year. There's going to be the sophomore slump. I guarantee it. But. He does have talent and he does have talent around him. I just, uh, it's the easiest rushing schedule in the entire league and the toughest passing schedule in the entire league. <laughs> what does that equal? A lot of That's Doug right. Martin, a lot of Charles Sims.
0: Uh, a lot De- of Jameis Winston scoring six rushing touchdowns like he did last year. Quite possibly. No, man, that was an anomaly,
1: season. I think. I don't know. he They, they,
0: they like to the sneak like Tom Brady does. You know, that happens sometimes. Uh, the thing is, the things I like. I think about three,
1: just so you know, three or four of those touchdowns by him last year came against me playing that fucker. <laughs> of course, <laughs> uh, I hate that. Is the, the, the thing he's is, not, he run. This guy doesn't run. Why is he running right now? Running quarterbacks kill you.
0: The thing is with Jameis Winston, <laughs> he's probably going to throw for some more yards next year. Having Vincent Jackson, you know, they're probably going to add a guy in, in the draft, at least eventually uh you know Charles Sims and Doug Martin both catching passes you know ASJ healthy there remember there was games when Dante Dye was the top receiver on this fucking team like they're going to have better health you know Mike Evans should catch more touchdowns next year all those things should happen and he really hit a stride in the second half of last season where he stopped throwing in interceptions so if he can sort of pare that down you know on a regular basis you know, he's gonna be one of those guys who's a QB two. I don't think he has a chance to repeat QB thirteen, you know, borderline QB one numbers again. But he's gonna be a solid QB two for you. And you know he's got matchups against New Orleans. He's got matchups against you know these guys. So you know that division. He's got matchups against Atlanta. You know that division nice and prime for at least some games. Like he's a guy you're gonna think about a lot in DFS.
3: Last year, he had the easiest schedule in the entire league as a rookie. Yeah. And that was very happy tidings for him. This year, the toughest schedule, we're talking, like I said, with uh, the other guy, with Brees, he's got Seattle. He's got Denver. He's got got both of those. I understand
0: that. But also, the biggest progression is from year one to year two in quarterbacking, right? So...
3: I think it's, it might depend on the schedule a little bit with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, you might see some regression when you're going up all of a sudden against Seattle and Denver, as opposed we'll to. We'll have to talk
4: about this one. Houdini Houdini, the, the, the loves the Houdini loves Bears
1: and Houdini loves them. Houdini I know. latches on to guys, and that's fine. But he, he hated no, he hated them before the season. But then this season, he he, he wildly turned around, like he's the fucking right in the pussy like them all. Before he was drafted, but then last season he he, he got on them. But we I don't watch know John our guys though, and, and which is fine. But I just don't know who all he know He's it. got the worst schedule. Yeah, because he's he, the he like, sleepers. It's like loving the guy all around. It's like dogmatic, mm-hmm. hardest schedule. Yeah, when, when he learns that it's the hardest. I mean, it, it's
3: brutal. It's it's just absolutely brutal. And um, yeah, that it makes a difference. All right, all right moving
0: on. Brock Osweiler. Everyone, hold think- on, hold on. Is there any of these guys you actually can see yourself drafting under any circumstances? Jay Cutler, Yes. Sam Bradford. Yes, I actually. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Brock Osweiler, Alex Smith, Case Keenum, Josh McCown, Mark Sanchez. Who's technically the starter in Denver right now?
1: <laughs> I, I, could, I I I would take Osweiler. On um, Houston. Yeah, I mean it's a fifteenth round pick, maybe yeah, I, I, mean, I would take him if just all of a sudden the guy just there lights
0: a, it up. There was a point Hoyer was good last season for a while. I mean, as a fantasy option, he had, two years ago he was he had some r- 20, really good. He had some twenty fantasy point games. I, I,
3: was say, I don't think Osweiler's as good as Hoyer. I, I don't even. I have no idea why they signed him. Uh, Osweiler was eighteen a million vast, a year, mediocre, and I ba- I don't even think he was a very good leader. Well, well, it's sort of hard to be
0: a leader just, as a backup quarterback. That's is. Yeah, but he's...
3: Still I mean, the, the meaning mean was whining, the whining is, uh,
0: you know, the whining about, it. Uh, you're putting in Peyton Manning, but I earned it. He didn't whine in public. He really
1: didn't. He re- until, was he one... signed,
0: until he signed away, then the whining rumors came out, right? But that he... sounds like PR bashing. <laughs> and I agree. I agree. There was that one
1: game where Manning like thrown four interceptions and... They had him warming up and he was there. There's like that one meme or vine where it was like, oh, and then all of a sudden Manning throws on the helmet and runs back in and he's like, You serious? I'm not even gonna get a chance to play right now when we're getting destroyed like this. I I don't think he's a great player, but I think he's got a pretty good situation. Is he overpaid? Absolutely. But when we talk about quarterback whispers, O'Brien's one of those. Top five guys in the mix That's done it before We'll see For what you're going to have to draft Osweiler For where you're going to have to take him It's going to be very very low If drafted in, in shorter bench leagues He probably won't get drafted To hold on to him And then all of a sudden him and Nuke Just go on a nice little Steve Young Jerry Rice 1993 run Okay we'll do it I'm with you. If
3: you ask me, who has the biggest potential of all the guys you named? It's Cutler, and it's simply because they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're getting a number one draft pick, an extra number one draft pick back out of nowhere. Okay, I mean that helps. Obviously, the re-signing of Jeffrey, you know, that that helps a, a ton too. But I think getting rid of a cancer like uh, Martellus Bennett, I think that Zach Miller is actually
1: a better. Tight
0: end. Well, Bennett's still on the team, so. And uh, what's yeah,
1: the. He is,
3: but they'll. I, actually, I think they're just going to cut
1: him. What's the Maybe. rumor that we're hearing th- that's Kevin going around me. about Jimmy uh, Graham? Not He's having Not him. having it.
0: No what, one wants him? What rumor do
1: you hear? I haven't heard of it.
0: Basically, Martellus Bennett in the pick for, for, for Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I I mean. I don't want it. I don't want the guy. I mean, I might take I'd a take chance it, if the pick's. If,
3: the, if it's a. Sixth rounder.
0: Maybe okay. Fifth, sixth, something low. But, you know, there's just all these guys. Like These guys are all bench fodder. These guys aren't draftable players, in my opinion. Like, we've we pretty much covered all the quarterbacks who are draftable. Uh, now these guys are guys that are on waiver wire and most leagues. You might see them on your team if you're in two QB leagues, super flex leagues. You know, Jay Cutler's got a chance for some good games. Sam Bradford. Who knows? Sam Bradford or Chase Daniel? I mean, I'm more certain it's going to be Bradford than it is Chase Daniel, but who knows?
3: What you about a, a what about a a a- a- the easiest schedule in the league? Yeah. And he gets a
1: Kevin White bag. I mean,
3: it's it's possible.
1: I what if Kaepernick know. goes to Denver? No. What if it happens? If
0: Kaepernick Where, goes, what, to
1: what, I, what's I, Denver's
3: strength of schedule? I, well, I'll be honest with you right now. I like RG three more than I like Kaepernick. No joke. Yes. You, you were saying the same thing. Arm in, accuracy. You were yeah. saying the same Playman thing in the some last arm podcast. Arm accuracy. They can both run. So what? So you can
1: run. Give me some accuracy. Kaepernick just doesn't have it at all. That, he was right yeah. on that last time. Where? By the way, it sounds by the Elway in between his wine sips sounds they RG three might be the quarterback there. I think I think it'd be a better call than Sanchez. Yeah.
0: I mean, with Sanchez, what are you getting? 21 touchdowns and 16 interceptions for like 40,000 yeah. what, what yards? Is the guy to hand off to C.J. Anderson for fantasy start? What you're
3: getting is you're getting a guy <laughs> who's losing you automatically two or three games a year. That's what you have to understand.
1: But some, but some you, playoff, you're trying to some get, some get a guy, guy experience. He doesn't. He, I mean, in, in 2011, 2000. 12, he was beating the Patriots in the in, yeah, in deep games. I don't know if he was. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But he was a part of the teams that were to, he's got that deep playoff experience. But I agree. I'm not step I'm not saying that that Sanchez is all this, but he, he brings that where RG Three has brought a lot of cancer I, I will tell you if he's the starting quarterback
3: of Denver going in and they have nothing but Simeon behind him, that's that's a guy I would consider drafting in the last round, because you're throwing to Demaryius Thomas, you're still throwing to, to to Sanders, and it's still you still have an offense that could
1: produce. If he if he goes it's to possible. Denver, he's drafted in every league. He'll be drafted in every league. Who RG three? Oh, for sure. I was yeah. talking, I was talking even Sanchez. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Sanchez oh, is gotcha. even a, I gotcha. I gotcha. a last round. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Gotcha. If gotcha.
3: he's the odd, if he is the de facto starting quarterback there. Like I said, he's, he's still got to beat out a seventh round Simeon. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean,
0: Kubiak has had success. He had some good games two years ago.
1: Remember, we with, said Sanchez yeah, and the yeah, Eagles. Eagles. He, did. he had some nice games. He's fantasy viable. The starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos can be on my team, as
3: a,
0: for sure. Kubiak has had some success with guys named like Matt Schaub. Yeah. Like, Matt Schaub, I think we've all faced it now, is not a very great quarterback, but he can fit in a system. And that's what's sort of important. You know, if you've got a good quarterback coach and you got a guy who's willing to run the ball more than he's willing to pass it, you know, there's just multiple options and multiple facets that this offense can go through. And I think at this point, no matter who's the off, it's running through C.J. Anderson, no matter who's the quarterback.
1: Well, later, All right. I say we talk one last thing. We, we shut this party down. With the guys that you you said that like, we kind of talked about all the players that are draftable, and the other guys are streamers and quarterbacks and on the. Let's talk quickly, three minutes, and we'll because we're gonna have plenty of draft time talk in this fantasy podcast. Jared Joth and Wentz.
0: Don't I wouldn't draft either, no matter the team. Do what?
1: I would, draft, you, I would
0: not draft Jared Goff or Carson Wentz in fantasy football next year. I mean,
3: well, well that's for sure. I fully agree. No matter which, no matter which team takes them, but uh, Gruden was saying that that Wentz is one of the best or one of the most you know NFL ready quarterbacks he's seen in the last couple few years. Huge, fast, and you know what? Actually, I'm not on board with it. I am not on board with it. I, I, I don't think he's NFL-ready. I think he needs a couple of years of seasoning, to be quite honest. I, I don't want to go against Gruden uh, it, it, you know, that far because I do love what Gruden says. Because I do love Hooters. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you that it. I don't see it. I, I just have not seen that out of once. I think that he needs uh, some seasoning. I don't think he's that ready. I've seen some more ready quarterbacks in the last couple years. I mean, uh, it showed, actually. Winston looks a little, uh, looked a little bit more ready. I think that Mariota actually looked a little bit more ready. I think that Wentz is going to take some lumps. I don't care where he goes, but he's going to take some lumps. No matter I think he takes Blake Bortle-like lumps. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. He'll take Blake Bortle's type lumps. He may be eventually good in a, a couple of years, a few years but if depending he ends on, up on his the,
0: situation. if he ends up on the Browns, where there's no weapons. He's well, fucked. you know what? Pro football focus today,
1: uh, Chris Collinsworth blinks a lot. He's their, he's their guy. Not that he's like some sort of drafting and uh, NFL draft guru. But he says that the L.A. Rams are going to trade up with the Titans and they're going to grab a Wentz and then that uh, Jared Goff is going to go with the second pick to the uh, Browns. So as much as it hasn't been felt that way so much lately, that he's basically saying it's going to be one two those two quarterbacks.
3: I mean, yeah. And then the other guy. That, <laughs> that, see, that's, that's, just, that's not just desperation. That's over-desperation. That's over-assessing simply because you happen to have the second pick in the draft or you are able to dra- able to trade up to the first pick. Don't just do that just because. If those aren't the quarterbacks that you want for your future, don't do it. Wait until the end of the first round or wait until the second round. It's more likely that you're going to get a QB that you can mold just as well. Or you'll shit the bed again. You'll have a better pick next year or the same type of pick next
1: year and get a better QB. I don't think that those guys are the end-all, be-all of quarterbacks this year. I like that thought process, but you know what happens for LA, this is different for uh, Cleveland But for LA, when you've got a new franchise When you got a new team moving over It's like, the most important position in sports is quarterback It's like, if you go in your LA And you grab a fucking offensive lineman It's not really exciting, the whole LA contingent And that's why, I, the one reason why I think that Unless the lineman ran a four-two-five forty, 40 which case... But you know what You're I'm saying? Like, bed. sometimes, Finally, like, I'm LA's bed. got that whole thing. Their staff's got to think, like, we got to excite these fucking hipsters. All right. I love you guys. We're rocking. We're at three fucking hours. J- J- I just want to say the man. name, Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Thank God I'm going on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want He's to say
3: his. anything about him yeah. other than his name. Just Teddy Bridgewater. we just Bridgewater. say
0: that Mike Wallace said that he would like a real quarterback?
1: That's, that's it <laughs> yeah, Bridgewater I don't need to say anything more. I'll never yeah, I'll never I'll never draft a Bridgewater in my life I have him ranked below 32 And he he's lo- a starter yeah, he, <laughs> he looks terrible Alright I love you guys Fantasy football's back It's been awesome to be back Hanging out and doing the podcast With us in the same room Living it up Man This shit's good uh, Let's see what happens With some of these final signings And see where some of these last guys go And uh, thanks for joining us for this uh, epic uh, quarterbacks early look. Wait till
0: we start on running backs and wide
1: receivers. (laughs) If it's three three hours for us to get through 20 uh, quarterbacks, imagine uh, 70 wide receivers. Talk to your employer and get some time off. Because you're going to need it to listen to these fucking podcasts. Well, the best you know. part is is a lot of these people are working with their headphones on. They're like, oh, you make my work day so great. I'm like, you get oh. nothing done. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to
4: make be the problem. You get nothing
1: done. But if you're listening to our shit, three-hour shit while you're working, there's no way you're working. We love you guys. Stag party. Out. Dogmatica. Love it. Let's do this. We'll, see, we'll talk to you next oh. week. Out, skis. We're going to do right now Opening song was Radiohead Airbag The closer song here Is going to be Subterranean Homesick Alien And if I feel like it I'm going to play Electioneering As the last song afterwards Just because It's primary election day OK Computer, Radiohead, one of my favorite albums ever, it's election day.